Dominic Lawton can be wild. Welcome to the Bad Movie Cult. Silent night, holy night. Fight for what's right, fight for your life. When it comes crashing down and it hurts inside. Merry Christmas, everybody. Ho, ho, ho. Brother. (laughs) (laughs) Let me tell you. Welcome to the second Christmas special. Wow. (laughs) Of the Bad Movie Cult podcast. Yep, you never asked for it, but you're getting it anyway. (laughs) This week we're covering the 1996 Hulk Hogan festive classic, Santa with Muscles. In the season of Santa, there are two kinds of people. The naughty... And the nice. I got 50 bucks for the first elf that brings me Santa Claus. Hulk Hogan is Blake Thorne, and he's definitely naughty. To make his getaway, he's going to make a mockery of the world's most beloved hero. Do you have a minute? Fox me, a little brat. That's him. But sometimes, the only way you can feel the spirit of Christmas... Where'd he go? is to be hit over the head with it. Santa! What? It's showtime. Now, this confused bad boy is Santa, like you've never seen him before. A bearded basher of bad guys. A hero with a silly hat. A Robin Hood in red. Who were those guys, anyway? Oh, they went from Mr. Frost. He's been clearing out the whole neighborhood, and no one knows why. And he's got three days to foil a band of evil scientists. Assemble the team. They're taking the orphanage. Wait till Santa hears about this. He'll kick your butt to New Year's. Santa, you slay me. Hulk Hogan is Santa with an attitude. Keep him off the cookies, Mom. Santa with some friends. Santa with a mission. How are we supposed to get over this? And most of all, he's Santa with muscles. They can't start Christmas without me. Can they? There have been many Santas. You're not Santa. You're fed. But there's only one named Hope. Well, all you had to do was knock. Santa with muscles. It's awful. Absolutely no no enjoyment from this film whatsoever. <laughs> it's embarrassing, this film, for everybody involved. I mean, I thought Hogan's acting was wooden in uh, Ultimate Weapon. In oh. this, he's kind of playing it almost whimsical, and it's fucking horrible to watch. He's like a watch. kid. Yeah, he he's is like, like a... He's like a massive brain-damaged child. <laughs> I liken him to Lenny from Mice and Men. <laughs> <laughs> it's just rubbish. Yeah. Absolutely shocking film. We've got Clint Howard... He's in this. He's playing <laughs> Sheriff Hinckley. He is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. For all the good that does us. I, I don't know. I said everybody, embarrassing for everybody. Probably not for Clint. He's probably very <laughs> proud of himself. <laughs> very, yeah. very pleased with his performance. We've got Don Stark as Lenny. He's uh, from That 70s Show. 
Speaking of which, we've also got Mila Kunis. Yes. In her first film role. Ed Begley Jr. as Ebna Frost. Mm. Preposterously named Ebna Frost. Yeah, Ebna. <laughs> and of course, Brutus the Barber Beefcake <laughs> as Sumo Lab Assistant. <laughs> yeah. oh, he's not even in it, is he, till the end? I never right really saw him at all, and then suddenly he appeared, and I thought, who the hell's that bloke? Yeah. And I looked it up, I was like, of course it is. Yeah. It's bloody Brutus. Right, Hogan's like, let's get Brutus in, but he's got to be dressed as a... But I thought he was dressed as Fu Manchu. Yeah, he's got a Fu Manchu mustachio. Jesus Christ. Yeah. That's that's irrelevant to everything as well, isn't it? That there's not even any point in being in it. No. I preferred him in Ultimate Weapon, playing Simon says. We've got some taglines, Ken, you ready? Oh, go on then. Is it what a piece of shit? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> that was the review for this podcast that you read earlier. <laughs> it's our most favourable one. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. <laughs> The first tagline, he's naughty, he's nice, and he's coming to save Christmas. That's rubbish. That's horrible. Okay, what about this one? You'll like this one. Okay, yeah. He's arrived in the Saint Nick of time. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Which one do you prefer out of them two? Oh, those two. Um, Well, I don't know. It's about which which one's your favourite shit, isn't it? IMDb rating for this film, 2.6 out of 10. Mm, generosity. It Rotten, is Christmas, I guess. <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes rating, 22% out of 100. Mm. You don't have to say out of 100, that's what percent is. Well, I was just making sure you, uh, <laughs> you, you grasp the severity of it all. Dear Santa, how are you? I'm not doing so well. There is this really, really bad man named Ebner Frost. Who lives up on the hill? He's got these weird people working for him, and I think they're gonna do something really bad this Christmas. Okay, so start of the film. We've got a little girl. She's giving us a voiceover or writing a letter to Santa. I didn't understand an, any of that. It's the same, actually. Similar, similar voiceover to the uh, Jack Frost one we did last year. Yeah. Except I think it's a real girl's voice, which I wasn't sure of to begin with because yeah. I thought it sounded a bit annoyingly like it was somebody Squeaky. putting on a voice. But yeah, yeah you know, that's how she speaks all the way through it. She's uh, Elizabeth Bentley Walsh. She's got three names, which is weird, because she ain't got any parents. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, give her all them names. Yeah, Yeah, she's writing a letter to Santa, something about Mr. Frost trying to buy the orphanage, close them down. Yeah, people are leaving town. He's up to no good with weird people at his house. Or some rubbish. I don't know how she knows all this. She's like in an orphanage. Yeah, what she's, she's like doing. Six she's years like old. Just patrolling the streets at night, <laughs> seeing what's going on. <laughs> Someone's got to. Patrolling the bushes is Hulk Hogan. Our first shot of Hogan. That should be one of his film titles. Patrolling the bushes. Patrolling the bushes with Hulk Hogan. <laughs> it's, a, it's his uh, landscape gardening uh, documentary. <laughs> I'd watch it. Um, he's out- I'd watch it again over this. Yeah. He's outside a mansion in the bushes and he's in full camo. And I was thinking, is he special forces again or something? Yeah, I, I was hoping he was. I mean, that's what the whole opening's supposed to be, isn't it? That letter to Santa, by the way, she does. Uh, she says, P.S., I, I really hope you're out there. It's beautiful, beautiful, hopeful from a little child. You forgot all that, you see. You skipped over that. It's, it's Christmas. It's not just about Hulk Hogan and camo, it's about Christmas. It's about his ginger flat top, which makes a return from <laughs> Ultimate Weapon. He's got it back on again. He's not. He's got a lovely parting. 
Well, I suppose it changes actually. Yeah, later at the beginning on. it looks Will like you? flat top, and then it turns into some sort of floppy bastard, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> floppy bastard was also a film with Hulk Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't talk about. <laughs> That was the title of his sex tape. Um, yeah, I was in that. He's <laughs> uh, sued to get himself removed from that. <laughs> removed from you. He attacks. The, <laughs> I inserted myself. <laughs> he attacks the gardener, um, and he says to him, "Never stop to smell the roses." Yeah, I hated every every line he's got is shit. The chef from the Muppets attacks him next with a steak tenderizer. Yeah, screaming. Yeah. Screaming like he's actually a warrior. Yeah, you got a guy delivering some round the house kicks, some special <laughs> kicks. Yeah. Yeah. He throws him off the balcony. <laughs> he kick, kicks Hogan in the face. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Until he does, yeah, he just picks him up and chucks him away. I was thinking, like, why are all these employees just prepared to fight this man yeah. at this point? I mean, he's clearly special forces launching an assault on this massive house. Yeah. The jewellery box on a table, which seems to be his, his prize. It turns out. That this was some sort of exercise, I guess. Yeah, it's just him and his his own staff, you know, playing soldiers in the garden. Pathetic. I don't even understand why he's not no. on special forces. He he owns his own line of supplements called Blake's Way. I had a look at some of the items on the table. The names of them: the Mass Maker. Yeah. The Bulk Builder. Nice. The Chest Chiseler. <laughs> It's very specific, isn't it? And uh, a little box of tablets on the side called the Boner Boosters. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, brother. (laughs) Yeah, he's got an alliteration mad, hasn't he, Blake? Yeah. (laughs) And he's not happy that his picture on the side isn't big enough. Well, it's not that big a bloody pot, though, is it? No. If any bigger, it would just be his face. It wouldn't have that lighting on it at all. No no lettering, nothing. It would just be a picture of Hulk Hogan's face. Yeah, which wouldn't is... Know what it was. Which is, which is what's on the Boner Booster one. Imagine that. You open it up, it's just little Hulk Hogan faces. That's brilliant. <laughs> That's a great idea. <laughs> Christmas gifts. I'm writing this down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is where we're going to get all our merch from for Christmas. <laughs> just got Hulk Hogan on everything. <laughs> Yeah, I suppose at this point, this is why when we're seeing Hogan, he's supposed to be some sort of Ebenezer Scrooge type character. No, he's not, though, is he? He says something about no bonuses for the no staff. Bon- no boners for the staff. Yeah, just bonus. <laughs> you have to get your boner boosters and before you get them. No bonuses, just boners. That's what he said. <laughs> hey, he's got rules, and he tells us some of them. Yeah. <laughs> That's one of them. <laughs> we find out, as Ken mentioned, he's got over 300 rules, which his staff seem to know off by heart. Mm-hmm. Well, they have to. Rule number 386, never mix business with pleasure. That's a long way into the rules, isn't it, before that one comes out? (laughs) That's like a common phrase. Uh, Rule number 105, never give an inch, especially when you can take one, which I think is talking about his dick. (laughs) That's his boner boosters again. Yeah, he talks about wanking in the last one. Number 91, (laughs) never lend a hand, you might need it later. (laughs) For masturbation, adds his chef. (laughs) <laughs> which sees him uh, docked his wages immediately so that's what he's getting up to he's got a paintball gun and he yeah. just starts to, I'm going to go and terrorise the town with some mates of mine who you never see again they've all got red bandanas on yeah Hogan puts one on yeah I, well good he needs a bandana his hair's awful yeah the, the scene of Hulk and his mates just dicking about in the woods and shooting each other yeah fuck, they, they just drive off they've got scrambled bikes they've got like little uh, convertible hummers they're just, it's just ridiculous it's 
I don't know. I'd probably do it if I was rich, but come on. I don't want to watch Hulk Hogan do it. Clint fucking Howard turns up now. Our old mate Clint. Yeah. He's in. He's got. A, he's playing with his speed gun when Hulk and his mates fly past. That's not a euphemism. He's a policeman. <laughs> he's got a speed gun. Yeah, they're, they're like the the guys on the bikes like land on his roof and drive down his car and stuff, don't they? Yeah, he's going through. He's like he's practicing being a cop, isn't he? Yeah. Because uh, because is... because ladies and gentlemen, he's an ineffective cop. Imagine that, Clint Howard. Yeah. Plus, he's the fucking sheriff, so should should be good yeah. at being a cop by now. Yeah. I mean, every, everybody in this is really, really overacting, childish bullshit. Yeah. All all characters. Absolutely all of them. Even the kids. And the say, ki- kids actually are just they they're the best ones. I was gonna they're say, just normal. The kids are actually normal. It's yeah. all the adults that are idiots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, he automatically thinks they're terrorists and gives chase. Well, he he does because they're all like brandishing weapons, aren't they? They're all yeah. guns. They've got guns. All of them have got guns. He doesn't know they're paintball guns. Why would he? This is not a paintball range. Thank you. See Hulk Hogan. See what you're doing. Of course, terrorism was real. <laughs> so you know, I don't know why we should be laughing about all this. <laughs> yeah. You watch Invasion USA. It says they didn't think it would happen in America, but it did. And only one man can stop it. Clint Howard. Is <laughs> it <laughs> <laughs> a different film? <laughs> Sorry, Chuck. We've uh, we've got somebody else who's a bit cheaper. <laughs> it's the kid from Gentle Ben. <laughs> we get another rule. Rule twenty: Never surrender. He says before shooting his paintball gun at the cops in pursuit and causing them to crash. Yeah, which is damaging, you know. I mean, he's, he's all kinds of trouble he's getting him to. He's, just for the sake of what? Plus, he's, Nothing. He's, he's the 10th richest man in the state and he's doing all this shit. Everyone's going to know who he is. Like, oh, that guy in the Hummer, that's fucking Hulk Hogan. <laughs> he's got his boner boosters on. And yeah, and Hogan, like, he sticks his, like, tongue out and everything at the cops after they crash. It's like, oh. God. Honestly, it's horrific. The childishness in this film is just off off all known charts. Hogan, they head, they head to Lakeville. He says he grew up there. There's a million places to hide. Yeah, you know, you remember when he grew up. It hasn't changed at all since like 60 years ago. Yeah. You know, it's exactly <laughs> the bloody same. He gives rule 21. When in doubt, get out and just jump straight out of the fucking Hummer. <laughs> yeah, he just leaps straight out and lets, <laughs> leaves somebody in the, in the, in the passenger, passenger seat. seat. <laughs> Probably just to die in a horrific <laughs> explosion. <laughs> yeah, it just gets out. Yeah, he heads to the mall to hide and we see that the mall, there's lines waiting for Santa to, to show up. He hasn't shown up yet. Yeah, it's a grotto. Uh, help save our children's mission. But Santa's not there yet and the... the the lady in charge, she's just struggling to find and keep the kids shut up, you know. They're excited. I'm sure they should be. Yeah. They don't know they're in this film. That's probably why they're still excited. We meet the most annoying character in the film now. We get Lenny the Elf. Yeah, I hated him as well. Good. I'm glad yeah. you did. You're a prick, he was. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, no problem. It's no problem. I just ran into okay. a streak of bad luck, that's all. Yeah, I'll have the money for you today, I promise. Uh... Listen up. 
I've got 50 bucks for the first elf that brings me Santa Claus. It appears my luck may have just changed. This is the guy, Don Stark, from that 70s show. And he owes someone on the phone some money. And the woman in charge offers $50 to anyone that can find her a Santa. And uh, Lenny literally jumps at the chance. Yeah, imagine what $50 could do. <laughs> it could change his life. <laughs> it would. $50 is $10,000 in elf money. <laughs> Turns out he's on the phone to Richard E. Grant. <laughs> As Mr. Ebner Frost. <laughs> oh no, hang on, he's always his assistant. The doctor, yes, the yes. good doctor. The good doctor himself. He's the personal physician of Mr. Frost and seems to be busy torturing people in the garden. Again, like, Hogan's a multimillionaire who goes around t- uh, terrorising the town. This guy is buying up property left, right and centre, but he's also torturing people on his lawn. <laughs> yeah, because he wants to buy a shoe store. So he's torturing the bloke who owns it until he sells him it. It's it's all above board. <laughs> Why doesn't he just offer him loads of money? He's in a massive house himself, so surely he's got a bit of cash. He's offering him loads of money. He hangs him upside down in his garden instead yeah. and forces him to give him the uh, property. Yeah, you got Ed Begley Jr. turning up on a TV. He's got the goofiest set of henchmen I've ever seen this, in my see, life. See, this pissed me off as well because this is just it's embarrassing. It's so childishly shit that even children won't care. You've got you've got the doctor anyway, so it looks like Richard E. Grant. And then you've got some sort of exploring safari gear. You've got Telly Savalas. With... He's the geologist, Mr. Flint. Yeah. They've all got names, you see, that uh, match their speciality. Uh, like, that's clever, or yeah. kids care, or I give a shit. Yeah, you've got Telly Savalas with bandoliers across his chest. He's a Canadian chemist, Mr. Vile. And then you've got a prostitute from the future. Yeah, I actually quite fancied her, so that's okay. What she, was she called? She's called the electrifyingly beautiful Miss Watt. What? Yes, exactly. <laughs> Won't we do it? Well, there you go. So the geologist is dressed like some sort of safari geek from Jumanji. Yeah. Uh, you've got the Mr. Vile. Uh, looks a bit like Anton LaVey, to be honest. That's, uh, that's a better description than Telly Savile. <laughs> but also I thought he could have been Jackie Earl Haley. Yeah. But then I forgot confused who he was and thought maybe it was Haley Joel Osmond and uh, <laughs> <laughs> realised that he probably wasn't even born at this time. He's in a baby blue jumpsuit. Yeah, well, he he's got methane spray. Yeah, he's just, he keeps he's spraying smelling. like methane and smelling it, saying it's nature's perfume. Yeah, the I'm... geologist guy says you'll make an interesting fossil. They're all threatening this bloke who's upside down. This is the point of all this. Yeah, I call him Smelly Telly for the rest of the film. <laughs> Quite right. <laughs> and uh, the, the electrifyingly beautiful Miss Watt has got some sort of like electric gloves on, and she explodes a, a flower. Yeah, it, it's all this pointless introduction of these idiots. Yes, I, I put they, they they have special powers. Telly smells bad. The explorer has a fossil brush, and the Robo Hooker <laughs> shoots electricity. Yeah, a bit more impressive than the other two. To I be think honest. it is. It's probably more useful, isn't it, than just farting or brushing somebody lightly with some dust. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody useless idiots. <laughs> Uh, Hogan, he's back. He's in full Santa suit. He's decided to get changed. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's found a costume. He's hiding from the cops who've chased him into the mall. Yeah. Uh, he's found a Santa's outfit. All to shit music, by the way. Yeah, hated all and that. And Hogan's like, facial expressions as well throughout this film. Fucking, he's raising his eyebrows at everything. 
Uh, it's enough to confuse Clint Howard, though, the, the Santa suit, because uh, Hogan literally walks past them and he's like, oh, hi, Santa. Like yeah. Six foot fucking yeah, six Santa. How big was the original Santa that that <laughs> costume was going to fit? Yeah. Was he also six foot six? Was it Brutus the Barber Beefcake was supposed to be the original <laughs> Santa? But he was caught up in the lab. <laughs> so he didn't get there. Yeah, Hogan actually attacks a father. Clint lets him go, and Hogan attacks a father who's got a small child with him. Yeah. He, he says, Oh, Santa, I thought I'd missed you. And he says, Fax me, you little brat. Yeah. Yeah. And then just backbreakers him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, that alerts Officer Howard, who finally connects the dots. Also, his partner, Eric Estrada, says, There he is. <laughs> wow, there's a guy. Such a beautiful day. Oh, it sure is, Eric. And where is Cool Cat? There he is. And he's got his camo pants just hanging out from his arse. Yeah, I don't know why. Yeah, why are they tucked into <laughs> why his... Why is he still like, keeping them with him? And he, uh, Hogan takes a leaf out of his old partner Cobra's book and hangs off something. Uh, he doesn't need to, which uh, gives the police the slip again. He's hanging. Yeah, there's like trombone music whilst all this is happening now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's, he's, he's in a, rub, he's a uh, garbage chute. And someone, someone throws a light-up plastic Santa down the chute. Yeah, his janitor's just emptying shit down a chute. And he falls down uh, into the trash, hits his head, he's KO'd. But luckily, Lenny the Elf is just sitting there, waiting for him, and uh, helps him up by... Well, he, I says he helps him up, he steals his wallet. Yeah, he just, he just thinks <laughs> I often I'm get better off that. Yeah. <laughs> he steals his wallet and his camo trousers. He reads his name out, uh, in case we've forgotten who he is, uh, Blake Thorne, not Lenny. He's, he knows his own name, he doesn't check out that. And then he says, <laughs> but you're the richest man in ten states, which again, now we know that, so that's that. And then he says, I'm rich, which I don't really get how he's rich, just yeah. by having his wallet. So that's not how that's not how money works. Yeah, you don't find a millionaire and you're rich, they're not leprechauns. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I thought, I thought, no, no, because they'll know that you're not him. Yeah, you don't really look like him. No, he's a six foot six professional wrestler, and you're a little fat guy in an elf suit. People <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, there he is. Well, Blake thought he's got he's got his wallet. Hogan wakes up. Lenny's about to leave, and uh, we find out Hogan he's got amnesia. Yeah, is can't it, remember is it, a damn yeah. thing. Who am I? You, is it, am, I am I oh. am I money? Yes, he does <laughs> that's say that. That's what he says. Yeah, bastard. <laughs> Yeah, stealing our catchphrase 20 years before we said it. Yeah, and Lenny convinces him he's the real Santa. Yeah, which he does remember. He remembers the, what the real Santa is. Yeah. You know, he can't remember jack shit, but he does know Santa. That's what I mean. He's lost his memory, but surely he knows Santa. Yeah, and he's not real, and he's not him. It's like he doesn't need to remember, like relearn how to talk and walk and stuff again. It's not like he's forgotten everything. He's just forgotten his past. <laughs> Forgot how to act. Yeah, <laughs> unfortunately. Just, just for see us. him unable to walk through doors and how to how they work. He's like the flying corpse. He <laughs> <laughs> just lays still for the rest of the film. <laughs> Paraplegic Hogan. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm writing that down. That'd be a great film. <laughs> not much action in it. <laughs> And there's a massive crowd here to come and see Department Store Santa. Um, American listeners, is that true? Do you, do you guys queue up in your thousands to go and see your local Santa? Chanting Santa, Santa. Yeah, because around these parts, no one gives a fuck about Santa. No, no, we have to book, yeah, yeah. We book a time, otherwise there's no point. You get there and there's three people already there. It's like, ah, fuck it, we'll do it tomorrow. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> That's how it works over here. Lenny sits him down in the, in the Santa's throne. 
and uh, we get a load of comedic moments of Hogan talking to kids. Literally, if there's ever a uh, someone pretending to be a Santa in a film and they have to sit down and talk to kids, it's all these same jokes. Yeah, they're not good at it. Yeah, you know, they don't know what to say to children. Yeah, one kid talks a lot and asks for loads of shit. One kid, I don't know, throws up all over him or whatever. I think it would have been good if one kid had asked for an Ultimate Warrior play set. That would have been fun, wouldn't it? Unless he wasn't allowed to mention the no, wrestling he w- stuff. They wouldn't have been allowed to have mentioned oh, Hulk, uh, Ultimate Warrior. That's a shame. What about Hulk Hogan? Could they not have mentioned himself? And he looks to the camera. Yeah, and he's like, oh, that'd have been better, you know. See, if I would have been writing it. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, if I'd have been writing it, Marley Kunis would have been a lot older. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't know how that would have worked, to be honest. No. I mean, I'd have had to written it years later. Why would you have had her as older? What would she be doing in the film? Not telling you that. You know exactly what she'd be doing. <laughs> uh, Lenny tries using the cash point to withdraw money from Hogan's card, but you know how all cash points nowadays you have to have your fingerprint. To... Yeah, it's his bloody thumbprint, isn't it? The the ATM says, "Please give us your thumbprint, Mister Blake Thorne." Yeah. Shouts his name out as well, like you know, shouts to everybody else who is who he is. It seems plausible that the bank would have the thumbprints of every single one well, of their if Len, holders. If Lenny knows that Blake Thorne is the 10th rich, uh, what is it, 10th something? Richest, uh, Richest man in, in 10, 10 states, states that's yeah. it. So surely the bank shouting out who he is when he's trying to get a bit of cash is a <laughs> security nightmare. Yeah. Good afternoon, Mr. Blake Thorne. <laughs> Everyone would be like, hey, up. Having everyone's thumbprint seems like a security nightmare as well. I think they have a thumbprint just to get in a child, child's nursery. Yeah. I don't know who the children were, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I never did get in. <laughs> it's because you were using your right hand instead of your left hand. Yeah, that was my foot. <laughs> You're using someone else's hand. Someone else's foot. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't very convenient for any of us. These two thieves turn up now, these like idiot thieves, and I th- I think they're the two off the front cover of this film, so I was like... I've not even seen the front cover. It's Hogan holding yeah, up these... it on YouTube, obviously. This this film is on YouTube. Yeah. yeah if you're going to have to put yourself through it, don't pay for it. Yeah, these two are on the front cover. Hogan's like holding one of them in each hand, lifting them up off the ground, and he's in his isn't Santa he, suit. Isn't he doing that in Suburban Commando with yes. other people? Yes. Or is it the same people? Probably. Same suit. Same, yeah. <laughs> They're basically trying to rob a massive plastic ball of money that's on the table, which is the Save Our Children fund thing. Yeah, the children's mission. That's because there's an old woman behind the desk who's just fallen asleep because she's a comedy old woman. Yeah. Yeah, who doesn't do anything at all apart from just sleep behind a desk. Yeah. And they decide the best way to steal it is by putting the massive plastic ball (laughs) under their shirt. How big's his shirt to begin with? (laughs) It's got to be someone else's shirt. Yeah, Hogan's. (laughs) He found Hogan's shirt. And, uh, yeah, it, it falls as they're walking away. They drop it. Money goes all over the place. Hogan again asks, am I money? Is that me on the floor over there? <laughs> uh, there's a little girl that sees them stealing and screams for Santa to help. Which is weird. Instead of the police or the security or, or the mall or anything like that. <laughs> yeah, or Clint Howard. Yeah. Clint just... Howard! <laughs> He's too busy fiddling with his Elbow. piece. Oh. <laughs> Santa runs straight over, obviously, because they do do that, don't they? When you call for a mall Santa, they you come, they come I running. I think it's part of the contract. And it starts a fight with the thieves right in the middle of the mall. Lots of Christmas-themed weapons, giant candy canes. Somebody and all that sort shouts off-screen, look out, he's got a candy cane. Uh, Hogan sees uh, the Help the Children stall after he dispatches these two nincompoops. Yeah, there's a, there's a bit of... He 
pretty much just beats them up, doesn't he? Throws them about the place. Every, all the kids are cheering. They enjoying it. Yeah, just like throws them into the grotto, and even the family are enjoying it. Yeah, well, yeah, all the other parents they're loving it. They love a bit of violence at Christmas. Yeah, one guy gets his guns out, starts shooting up into the air. Yeah, bloody Americans. <laughs> yeah, <Yeehaw>! <laughs> <laughs> Um No offense, guys. We love you, really. That's a good portion of our listeners. I was going to say. Eric, is any Christmas jokes? <laughs> God bless. And uh, Santa, he sees the stall, he decides that he and Lenny, they're going to head over there ASAP. Yeah, he's Santa and he's here to help. And if they need help, that's where he needs to be. It's as simple as that. And all, all the people follow him out the mall, waving, waving at him. Yeah, all the kids are there, like, around him, and Lenny's, like, trying to get out of the way and everything. Hogan, obviously, because he's Santa, he asks where his sleigh is. So San- he knows that Santa has a sleigh, but he doesn't know that he isn't Santa. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't even know that that beard's not real. Yeah. Until later. Yeah. <laughs> it just falls off. beard on his face isn't real. He didn't realise that. <laughs> Lenny says he's got the next best thing to a sleigh. He's got a moped. He's got a small moped, which is uh, hilarious watching them go, get on a moped and drive away. Yeah. An but- ice cream van turns up, and I thought Clint Howard's back. <laughs> yeah, that is a fantastic Clint Howard film. It's not, it's just the idiot henchmen. They've all decided to pile into the back of an ice cream van for some reason. They could literally just have a normal van. Why are they undercover? Especially- but they're not, are they? Because they're all, they're, you know, they're all scientists and they blow that cover as soon as they get out. They're not yeah. dressed as ice cream men. <laughs> they're, just, they're just themselves. Yeah, they're basically they've gone to the orphanage just to check if they're all still moving out. I've, uh, I've got the best line for you. Okay. When they knock on the door... Yeah. The, what's his name? The chief scientist, or the personal physician, Richard E. Grant. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the door opens, and he says, "Afternoon, Leslie." Yeah, <laughs> that was my favourite line of the film. I was delighted to hear that there was a character in this called Leslie. Yeah. Oh, you're hurt. Yeah. Start sort of pulling down a statue using mm. chains, like yeah. Lenny and Santa Hogan they turn up in time to stop them running over an old black guy, which is Clayton. Yeah, yeah. He stands there and says, "You, I won't let you go past." So they will kill him. Yeah, they they're going, going about they, seventy. They're, they're going to drive directly into him and explode him all over the windscreen. Yeah, because they've got to be going about seventy. But thankfully, Hogan stops it with his bare hands. Yeah, he's grabbed the chain that they've got and uh, just stops the vehicle. Before it kills Clayton, yeah. <laughs> dead. <laughs> yeah, which is a bit lucky. Yeah, I mean, if this was a trauma film, Clayton would have exploded into just a cloud <laughs> of blood, and Hogan would just be getting his face melted on the asphalt yeah, as he just dragged off, yeah, yeah. dragged away. Quite right too. I mean, that's 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 never going to happen. Yeah, Hogan manages to stop a seventy mile an hour truck from just dead in its tracks, um, and everyone just cheers because. Yeah. It's Hulk Hogan, isn't it? Yeah, Merry Christmas, Santa. Yeah, and and then they drive off. Yeah. It's just like, thanks. <laughs> and to you too. Yeah, Clayton and Leslie are in charge of the orphanage and they thank him by offering him and Lenny dinner. Yeah, Lenny takes it because I don't know what. I mean, Lenny's he like homeless as well or something. He seems to be homeless, like, I don't yeah. know what the hell Lenny's game is. I know he owes money to Frost, but that's it really. But now apparently he's got no home. He's got nothing. And why does he owe money to Frost? Why is Frost handing out cash to a homeless elf? <laughs> Makes no sense. No. What's, what's, what's his deal? We don't know anyway. No one cares because he's an idiot. Leslie says, oh, you have time for dinner? And uh, Hulk says, sure, they can't start Christmas without me. Can they? To Lenny, who <laughs> just ignores him. <laughs> oh, dear. 
Yeah, they go inside. We meet Mila Kunis playing one of the orphans. Sarah. She's about what, 12 here. Yeah. She's, got to be, she's quite young, isn't yeah. she? Um, and uh, Clayton proudly tells us it's a jerk chicken night at the orphanage. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's This orphanage has got three kids in it. Yes. And it's a massive place. So really, I mean, it's no wonder they need funding because yeah. what's the point? Yeah. And you've, got, you've got Elizabeth. Elizabeth, who's the, the girl that wrote the uh, letter at the beginning. Squeaky voice. I can yeah. understand why she's picked last. <laughs> you've got Sarah, played by Mila Kunis. Um, no, no further comments. And you've, <laughs> and you've got... You've, you've got no, a very unfortunate looking lad. <laughs> Taylor. Called Taylor. Yeah, he looks a bit sad. I feel a bit sorry for Taylor. And um, we cut to the night, and we have some really unrealistic laughter. They're all laughing There's at something. There's a lot something. of this here. They're la- laughing at seemingly nothing, because we don't hear what they're laughing about. Well, it, actually, Lenny tells the story of the time Santa beat up two, two lads in the mall. That's what they're all laughing at. Oh, right. There's oh, nothing... I, I didn't even write that down. There's nothing old man Clayton and Leslie like more than hearing about violence. The violence in a children's grotto. I did put no one has laughed this hard at anything ever. Clayton is literally shitting himself with the amount of <laughs> laughter he's doling out. Yeah, on jerk chicken night of all nights. They enjoy the story of violence so much that they actually offer to let them sleep over in yeah. the orphanage. <laughs> yeah. This They've literally it. offered a fucking massive six foot six Santa. He saved his man's life. Jesus Christ. Leslie didn't. Did she? She didn't get, go outside. So she if, just stayed watching from the door. If you were crossing the road and someone stopped you from getting run over, would you then offer them to stay at your house? Perhaps yes. enjoy some jerk chicken? <laughs> very much so. <laughs> <laughs> it's the very least I could offer them. Yeah, Especially so, if he was six foot six yeah. and thought he was Santa. <laughs> the, uh, the little girl, the little blonde girl, Elizabeth, she's absolutely delighted that Santa's staying over. And uh, Clayton tells us that the orphanage is, is closed down and they've found homes for every single child except these three. Except for these pricks. three useless kids. Annoying blonde girl, Mila Kunis, and little Taylor with his unfortunate face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how he's described. That's what Clayton says anyway. <laughs> Taylor refers to the three of them as leftovers and storms off. So I said, no wonder no one wants him. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> I mean, I did something Mila Kunis. <laughs> Clayton offers any of the empty rooms them to stay in, and the next shot is Lenny in a, a rabbit onesie and Hogan dressed as the sacred monk from Fatal Deviation. Yeah, I wasn't sure what he was. I thought I, th- I thought he was kind of like a Jedi, which I then made me think he'd be great as a Jedi. Hulk well, Hogan. maybe not great as a Jedi, but he'd look great in the Jedi costume proper. He got <laughs> what? <laughs> so you got Yoda. <laughs> Stand in there. Yeah. You're Obi Wan Kenobi. Yeah. And Hulk Hogan. <laughs> yeah, I'd watch that. Come on, it'd be great. Yeah. Who's the name? What's the name of the guy that plays Obi Wan Kenobi? Alec Guinness. <laughs> Alec Guinness sharing the screen with Hulk Hogan. Oh, yeah. God. What the fuck is this? Hogan destroys little Elizabeth's Christmas spirit by turning up for breakfast sans Santa beard. Yeah. He, he says, Mrs. Claus says it tickles 
Dirty, dirty, dirty Mrs. Claus. <laughs> uh, the adults seem just as shocked that he's not wearing the beard. Um, I'm not sure. Do they think he was the real Santa as Everybody well? Everybody does. I couldn't believe he took his beard off. He didn't even <laughs> put his back on for the rest of the bloody film after he'd done a TV interview. And this is where we get the first of the, I feel like I know you from somewhere. That's well, from Leslie. They're reading the paper, right? And the paper's got the headline, Santa with Muscles. What yeah. a shit headline. And to be honest, it, the, it really is a shit title for a film. Yeah, it is. I don't yeah. like the title of this at all. I really don't. What would you have so, called it? Oh, I don't know. I'd have called it Ho Ho Hogan. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I would also have called it that. Yeah, why not, though? I've, I've got other I've got uh, other Christmas suggestions. Hulk Hogan Saves Christmas? Uh, Yeah. That would have that would have probably been a bit better, wouldn't it? I don't know if he's allowed to be called Hulk. Was he called Hulk Hogan in the ti- in the credits? Yeah. Or was he called Terry? I know in Ultimate Weapon he's Terry Hulk Hogan. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. like it's a double barreled last name. <laughs> like we're not sure who he is. Yeah. But now he's caught. he is. I think he's just Hulk Hogan, yeah. Oh right. I don't know. But Santa with Muscles is a really shit name for a film and a shit headline for a paper. Did you know that the WWE had to do a um, a licensing agreement with Marvel so they could use the name Hulk, Hulk Hogan? Oh, right. No, I didn't know that. Yeah. I think Hulk's uh, DC, isn't he? Hulk, he's Marvel. Is he? Yeah, yeah. the fuck? I thought he fought Superman. No, you're thinking of Lex Luthor. <laughs> <laughs> You're thinking of Gene Hackman. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I thought Gene Hackman was uh, green. <laughs> <laughs> we get slow-mo of uh, Hulk Hogan drinking some milk. Good. And Lenny Lenny uh, starts thinking he can use his thumbprint from the glass to steal Hogan's money. Yeah, that's why we get to see it, yeah. And they're also they're eating, they're eating Hogan's uh, Blake's Way Power Crisp cereal. Mm-hmm. Listen to this. Doesn't this sound delicious? It's fortified puffed rice. Oh, yes. That sounds fucking normal, delicious. Normal puffed rice is rubbish, but if you fortify it... It's fortified with a moustache. <laughs> They've all got moustaches. And a bandana. <laughs> yeah, Lenny notices it and hides it in. Hilarious bit of overacting. Honestly, he's such a delight in this movie, this guy. He never <laughs> wears out his welcome, does he? Mm-hmm. Except <laughs> for the opening scene, I think he was in. <laughs> Elizabeth, the little girl, she sets out the rules Santa must follow at Christmas. Number one, always help someone less fortunate than you. Mm-hmm. Number two, you never turn your back on someone in need. Mm-hmm. Number three, when in doubt, help out. Uh, yes, that contradicts his rule. Number four, act the way you do at Christmas all year round. Mila Kunis, this is very odd. She fixes Santa's suit for him, and by fixing it, what she's done is she's taken the arms off it, giving it a V-neck to show off his tits, mm-hmm. and uh, a little like BDSM studded utility belt. Yeah, we're not sure why she's done that. Why? Why has she done that? Just purely so Santa's got muscles and you can see them. Because you next see him, he's outside having an interview with the the local press, and every time the reporter asks Hogan a question. He looks over to Lenny, who's miming out the answers every <laughs> single time. Oh, and he's getting them wrong because he doesn't understand what the mimes are supposed to mean. Yeah, he's oh, it's his, really funny. Lenny puts his hand over his head and she says, how did you get here? He looks over, Lenny mimes reindeer and Hogan's like, rooster? Rooster. Rooster? Red rooster potato. <laughs> yeah, you know, he just says random things like that and, you think, and they think, oh, he's mental. Yeah, and he says, there's a new Santa in town, brother. 
And I know if you've been naughty or nice, so be nice. Yeah, threatening. Punish. <laughs> threatening the kids. Have, a, have it. Frost is watching this interview on, on TV at his house. And he also says, oh, this man seems familiar. Yes, I wonder who it is. This is one hell of a disguise. I, I think we should start checking Mole Santa's, if, seeing if it's D.B. Cooper. <laughs> Could be bloody anybody. Who cares? You know, they're not, they're not all rich mental amnesiacs. Wrestlers. Yeah, exactly. In Let- fact, probably the odds are that not most of them aren't, in fact. I don't know. The one near us looks like he could oh, be. Oh, you, yeah. Uh, anyway, Lenny, we see him again. He's trying to, you know, use the he's, thumbprint. He's back, yeah, he's back at the ATM with his little glass of milk. Yeah, turns out that that's the right thumbprint, and he actually needs the left thumbprint. <laughs> oh, Lenny, you, you fucking idiot. You bloody fool. Oh, dear. He's openly weeping at the cash point when the henchmen turn up and kidnap him. And take him in yeah. into the back of the ice cream truck to give him a little Christmas treat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, they show him on... It's just an ice cream. Yeah. No, now it's not. They show him uh, Frost. He's on the screen. Not Frost on the screen. They show him Ebner Mr. Frost. Yeah, Mr. Ebner. Ebner. It's cold in the back here, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> just Frost on this TV. <laughs> yeah, they show him... It's David Jason. <laughs> 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 As a no-nonsense detective from up north. Cool, blind mate. <laughs> oh, wait, is he northern in that? I don't know. I, I failed to watch it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if he wears a hat. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's how I'd recommend it to somebody. Oh, it's David Jason as a detective wearing a hat. Yeah. Watch a touch of Frost. Yeah, it's it's Frost and he tells him that uh, Hogan's, he needs to get Hogan out of that orphanage pronto. Yeah, and he says, then your debt's paid. Lenny, Lenny tries to get him to leave. But Hogan refuses, saying that they still need him here. It's got and so much to do there. I hate this scene now, Elizabeth. This is a beautiful scene. She's I, singing this a is song. Heartwarming. I I cried. Song. And yeah. uh, and then there's a they talk, something to do with fairies and magic windows or some shit. Yeah, it's uh, the fairies glow in the window. Um if she sings or something. Oh, I don't know. It's what she said her, her mum used to say, which is like, you know, we don't go into where her mum is now. Yeah. You know, because she obviously just left her in the orphanage. Well, yeah, I she, don't know, I don't even know if she says her mum. No. She 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 does ask uh, she asks Hogan if uh, if he remembers his parents and he looks very sad at that. And says that he doesn't. So well, that, his parent was Hulk, wasn't it? The big green man. Yeah. From the and his mom was uh, Paul Hogan <laughs> from Australia. <laughs> Crocodile Dundee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, they 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 they're both. You know, there's a bit of common ground there. They both don't remember really their parents, and then they start singing. Yeah. It's lovely. Hulk that, Hogan singing a Christmas song is beautiful. Well, really, my note is it's horrible. Oh. <laughs> well, I'm a Christmassy kind of guy, though, you see. Yeah. Yeah. You always have been, aren't you? Yeah, I know I have, yeah. Uh, she hits a high note, and it, it makes uh, Hogan say, wow. Yeah, he said, fucking hell. That's what yeah. he says. He uh, rubs, puts his finger in his ear and jiggles it about a bit. Yeah, and uh, the windows start flashing. Yeah. Which is cool, I guess. 
<laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. We see Clayton, he tells Ogan he's proud of him and that he's made something of himself after all. So he must know who he must know that he's actually Hulk Hogan, WWE wrestler. Yeah. <laughs> Heavyweight champion. Yeah. And then a statue head's thrown through the window of the orphanage as they're all sitting down to do some more festive fuckery. Yeah, some decoratus. There's a note on it that says, only one shopping day left till Christmas. Which is a, it's an unusual reminder. Yeah. I hope I don't get those reminders through my window. <laughs> well, I was planning on it. <laughs> That's, of course, from the uh, glazing company that's uh, got a sale on for Christmas, <laughs> reminding how long they've got left to replace the window they've just smashed. It's it's a clever, clever tactic from that company. Yeah. <laughs> it's an idea, to be honest. He looks outside and he sees the henchmen. They're out there. They're waving at him. The doctor gets involved in uh, in these sort of capers way more than you'd think. He's a man of science. They all are, supposedly. Different sciences. Yeah. But- what the hell are they all doing going out and... Throwing heads through windows of, <laughs> of orphanages. Like, of poor orphans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only one shopping day left. Surely they should be out there celebrating stuff. Leslie? Oh, Leslie. She stops Hogan going out and uh, saying that they're not after him. And he says, never turn your back on someone in need. A friend of mine once told me that. And gives a little smile to Elizabeth, who gives him the finger. <laughs> yeah, he's like, get lost. Yeah, fuck off, Hogan. Anyway, yeah, he goes out for a big old fight. Yeah, he says, keep the milk and cookies warm. Yeah. <laughs> Heads out. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a euphemism. He gives a wink, a little wink to... Uh, Clayton. <laughs> <laughs> you know it, Santa. <laughs> he says, to, he's, it's a very odd, uh, very odd line here. He says... I thought it was Christmas, not Halloween. Why don't you go jerk a tree somewhere else, Doctor? <laughs> I think he says trick or treat. Oh, right. <laughs> Sounds like he says jerk a tree. <laughs> that wouldn't make any sense whatsoever. No, no. no wonder you said this is an odd line. It is, <laughs> if he'd have said that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he, he does. It's Halloween, trick or treat. Jerk a tree somewhere else. <laughs> Why don't you go trick-or-treat somewhere else, Doctor? There's a lot of smack talk where the Doctor uses his dictaphone to sort of diagnose him as he's hitting him. And then Hogan <laughs> does the same thing. Hogan uh, fights it, fights back, sends him packing. Uh, everyone in the yeah, office cheers. Why the cheers. hell would they think that they could beat him up? <laughs> yeah. What's the? What, why would they think? I'll tell you, the best thing to do is just straight-out fight yeah, and <laughs> against this film, enormous man. Yeah, and throughout the film, they get beaten up by him every single time they see him, but they keep they keep coming back for more, to be fair to him. Everyone in the orphanage cheers, and Hogan promises he won't let anyone steal their Christmas. And which uh, Taylor, you see him, he's, he's reading the message on the statue head and decides to fuck off. I'm probably going to get some shopping done. Yeah, well, Hogan knows where he's gone. Yeah, to the shops. He's got some shopping done. There's only one left, one day left. Yeah, they didn't know that, did they? Because they were locked up in an orphanage. He's gone to Frost House. Is where he's gone. Of course, he has. There's a six foot fence that Lenny wonders how they're going to get over, and Hogan just throws him over. Then, from a standing jump, vaults the fence himself. (laughs) Like a six million dollar man. Yeah. And we see that Taylor's about to use his slingshot to fire into the window where Frost oh. is standing. But Hogan stops him. And he, he points the obvious out here because he points to the slingshot and says, this is not you. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, yeah, it's very wise. Yeah. yeah. And then he, uh, he elbow drops Taylor. Taylor says, I was trying to be like you and stand up for the orphanage. And Hogan says, I'm shut o- up. <laughs> I'm only tough when I have to be, little brother. 
drink your milk and take your vitamins. They hear like a noise and then Hogan says to Lenny to take Taylor back to the orphanage and he's going to check it out. Do we ever find out what the fuck they're doing in there? I don't think we ever do in this film. No, it's just they're, plans. They're doing an experiment. They've got plans, plans for the orphanage. We don't know what the experiment is either, no, do we? Who cares? Uh, yeah, Hogan hears Frost saying he wants them out of the orphanage before the last turkey of Christmas is yeah. sliced. Yeah, I've got the one minor detail. The orphanage. And uh, after hearing this, it's it's Hogan. He goes back and he says, what's underneath this goddamn orphanage? It's the, the skeletal remains of children. Yes, says Clayton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we don't talk about that. Clayton. Leslie. Clayton says, water and power lines. Leslie says, telephone cables. Mila Kunis says, the sewer. Lenny says... Rats. Big, ugly, massive fucking rats. Rats the size of your head. Rats with dicks bigger than your own. <laughs> That's what he says. Yeah. And uh, Taylor <laughs> says, oh no, the clubhouse. Oh yeah, apart from that. It's only then that Leslie remembers that the old catacombs underneath the church, they allow the kids to just use it as a clubhouse. Yeah. Sounds yeah. safe. It does sound safe. There's only three of them because all the others are dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, several others have perished on their way to the catacombs. Yes. Not only that, but there's a massive vault door down there. Yeah, it's just like bloody Indiana Jones down there, <laughs> isn't it? It's, it's like, how come no one said anything about this? Yeah, I'm sure it's nothing. They go, they go and have a little check, and uh, there's initials etched onto the vault door. One of them is BT, which is the telephone company. Yeah. <laughs> something to do with that, I British guess. British Telecom. Yeah. yeah, they've got to install the lines, haven't they? Yeah. They that's... did say there was telephone yeah, cables Yeah, Clayton down did there. say it, yeah. I think it stands for Blake Thorne. What? Or maybe it's Brutus the. And they <laughs> and they've forgotten, forgot yeah. how to spell the rest of his name. Yeah. And, <laughs> Didn't uh, know whether beefcake was two words. So he said, <laughs> I'm not putting anything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, obviously, Hogan was a little orphan as a child. Obviously, I didn't pick was... up on this at all. It was a massive shock when they told me later on. <laughs> yeah. Probably because I couldn't care less. That was that was probably the reason. I was not interested in this bit. I watched this at work as well, you know. Did you? Yeah. Like a right fucking idiot. <laughs> Everyone looks and sees Pe- people Hulk like Hogan. That. What are you watching? I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> uh, it's Hulk, uh, Santa, Hulk Hogan and Santa. He was like, what? I was like, yeah, I know. Did people actually ask it? Yeah, they did, yeah. <laughs> And uh, yeah, so he he was an orphan from this exact orphanage, and even back then, no one thought to try and open the vault. <laughs> yeah, but it's actually quite easy because the kids have already found out three of the wood. There's a massive click every time you get the right number. So how the fuck have they not found out all of them by now? They said, "Oh, they only know three. After they do, uh, uh, what are they? Eight. 24, 16, mm-hmm. Hogan's measurements, which is why he knows the rest of them and, and opens the vault. <laughs> What's eight? His neck. Eight <laughs> what? Pencil neck. <laughs> eight centimetres. <laughs> eight necks. <laughs> makes sense. Anyway, all of them are, in fact, divisible by eight. Yeah. I don't know if that is important. It appears not to be. It seems very important. It's important to me, because <laughs> yeah. I tried to figure out what the rest of it would have been. And do you know what it was? Um, no. No, nobody does. It no, doesn't fucking tell, tell us. It doesn't tell us, no. Yeah, Hogan, it rings a bell for him, and uh, he has to go himself, and sure enough, opens the vault. Yeah, sorted. They go inside, and there's loads of crystals in, inside the rocks. 
yeah, all it's, it's glistening. A, it's, when it opens, it's like uh, smoke, isn't it? There's like uh, the dry ice comes out and there's a backlit and everything. It's like, <gasps> yeah, wow. And he says, all right, I'll lead. And then uh, two kids immediately go in front of him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, okay, I'll forget it then. Yeah. So whatever. Chogan says, this is what makes the church windows glow. <laughs> Taylor picks one of the crystals up and Leslie says, put that down, you don't know where it's been. It's just like, it's, mm. it's been there. It's been inside a locked vault for how many years? It's, yeah. like it's literally just been on the floor where I got it from. Maybe Leslie's used it for pleasure. Mm. Well, they do say the vibrations cause power. <laughs> <laughs> As uh, Mila Kunis tells us. Yeah, she turns out to be a fucking geologist. Yeah, I don't know. She's some sort of scientist. Not only can she uh, needlessly adapt Santa's outfits to, like, uh, sadomasochism, <laughs> out your fetish gear, yeah. but she also knows about quartz crystals. Yeah, she says they're piezoelectric quartz crystals that can withhold a natural electrical charge, and they're fueled by vibrations. They must be worth millions, one of the other kids say. I googled this. They're not. No? You get under sheets of 10 cubic centimetres for $165. Mm. Hundred sheets of it. That's not really worth it, is it? No, fuck all. Couldn't do anything with that. No. Well, Taylor puts his down, he drops it, and it blows up. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, basically, Leslie's like, see? At his feet, loses a leg. Yeah, doesn't <laughs> notice. <laughs> no one cares. <laughs> I was like, oh, shut up, Taylor. Yeah. Uh, Lenny comes clean with Hogan after this because Hogan starts questioning. Although before, when everyone gets out of the vault and Hogan sits there and he just goes, but how did I open the vault? And why? And how? And but, why? But why? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Lenny, yeah, yeah. I want the truth, Lenny, you piece of shit. Like, and, and if I'm Santa... How can how can I deliver the presents to everyone? And, and Lenny's like, "Oh, for fuck's yeah, sake!" Jesus Christ, man! He's like, "You're not actually Santa." He's like, "I thought you'd t- I thought you'd realise it, but it obviously took you fucking a week or however long you've been there yeah. for." Here, here's, here's your camouflage pants. Yeah, which he just happens to have down in the catacombs, which would suggest that Lenny's already been in there. Yeah, to hide his pants. I, th- I think he had them rolled up, tucked. Tuck, tucked in, in his, his undercarriage. In his underpants, trying Just, to pretend he's got a large penis. Yeah, he's... <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> for, for Leslie. Hogan, once once he finds out that he's the kind of man that wears camo trousers, Hogan needs some time alone. Mm. And uh, Lenny leaves to, to take a call from Ebner Frost. Mm. He tells him that... Uh, well, Lenny says that he doesn't think it's right what he's doing. And f- he gets a conscience here, doesn't he, Lenny? Yeah. Like, like anyone cares about Lenny at all, because I wish he'd be dead earlier on. Yeah. Nothing changes that. Yeah, and Frost gives the best line of the film when he says, Hello, Lenny. I'll pay you the money somehow, Mr. Frost, but please, I don't think it's right. I just, I, I just can't. When I want your opinion, I'll have it surgically removed. Yeah, what the fuck does that mean? He's a doctor. He's got doctors. Who cares? (laughs) Frost tells him to be sneaky and also calls him a blutant. What? Calls him a blutant. What's that? I don't know. Is it mutant? A a pollutant? I don't know. He just says Lenny. I mean, you've not been that good at your trick or treat. (laughs) I'm telling you, he says jerk a treat. He doesn't say jerk a treat. He fucking says jerk a treat. He says Halloween before he says jerk a treat, which, uh, you know, come on. (laughs) 
rubbish. Anyone out there listening, if you've watched this film, does he does, say back of the jerk a tree? <laughs> not interested in blutons. <laughs> not even a fucking word. Calls him a bluton. <laughs> I'm totally disregarding blutons <laughs> as being what he says. No, he doesn't. Mr. Frost, they're, they're keeping pretty close tabs on me. Then you'll have to be sneaky. You're very good at that. So listen to me, you pollutant. Okay. Uh, the doctor turns up to um, hold the orphanage kids and the guardians hostage for five seconds until Hogan just comes up from the catacombs and and runs him off. Well, they both talk at the same time. They both say the same lines to each other. Yeah, what the? How how do you... I thought you'd... Yeah, and then, you know... Hated that bit. I don't know. Maybe maybe he thought Lenny had already got rid of him. That's why he'd broken in again, thinking he wasn't there. Yeah. But why Hogan thought he'd never be there again, I don't know. Then they don't run into the top of the bell tower in the in yeah, the church. Yeah, big old chase. Yeah. He punches the doctor to the ground after a bit of scuffle. And then an animatronic Santa, someone manages to push Hogan off the fucking roof. Yeah. It's it's it's, it's kind of unrealistic. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just kind of. These bad guys can't do a damn thing to Hogan, but a robotic Santa on the top of the roof can somehow push him off the fucking. How, how heavy is he? Hogan. Hogan. It's got to be three hundred, any three hundred pounds. Two hundred fifty. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah, and yet this mechanical Santa has got that much power in him that he cannot be stopped. Yeah. <laughs> until he's completed his cycle of moving from side to side. Yeah. And yeah, and Hogan falls falls to his death. Yep, he's dead. At uh, the end. But wait. Oh? No, he's not dead. He wakes Oy. up. He wakes up and he says, oh, what a dream. Yeah, he lands in, a, in the back of a uh, a passing garbage truck. Yeah, one of, one of those that's got a big open back. You know, I don't know if they, they ever really existed. No. I can't see why they would. No. Unless, like... In America, is it where they just throw them over the they top? They just chuck them over. Yeah, he actually before he passes out when he's in the truck, he has a look to the side and sees a uh, one another one of his products. It's a, it's actually a box of scrotum swellers. <laughs> yeah, as as Ken says, he wakes up back in his bedroom, thinks it was a dream, but he's still in his Santa suit, still dressed as Santa. What the hell? And he calls the orphanage. First thing he does, calls the orphanage. Leslie. Yeah, because he remembers all this now. You see, he remember yeah. he remembers stuff, but doesn't remember other stuff. But he does still think he's Santa. He says, "Wait." The kids! And phones up the orphanage again. Yeah, and it's Leslie. She answers the phone. She starts bollocking him. Quite right, too. But it actually isn't Leslie. It's the henchman using voice recording software, using a little dictaphone that I don't know when she ever said this to anyone. Not a clue, no, but somehow they've intercepted the call because they're all like attached to the phone lines. Yeah. Well, some absolute ridiculousness. It's attached to the phone lines, to their phone, which they've then got... Another phone that goes to Frost House, and then he's putting the recording. It, it was through. the 90s, okay? They didn't just have like that. He's going to all do it on a computer. Yeah, anyway, apparently. The bloody load of Blutons, all of them, <laughs> if you ask me. <laughs> Blutant you. Yeah, so they fool him into thinking that they don't. They just want him gone. Anyway, they say, yeah, why don't you just fuck off? Yeah. That's what Leslie says. And all the kids yeah. are like, yeah, in the background. Yeah, yeah. fuck off. Get sad face Hogan. Now. Yeah, that's what they all shout at him. He looks so, so, so very sad. He's got a face that lends itself to sadness, to be honest. He's like the deep ingrained lines, isn't he, in his face? Yeah. And uh, the doctor says that takes care of Santa Clown. <laughs> Santa Clown, I'm adding that. That could be one of me, uh, <laughs> me pitch numbers. 
Yeah, we go, we go back to the reporter on TV, the one who interviewed him earlier. Uh, she says he's gone. He must have gone back to the North Pole. Yeah, and uh, they decide, the kids decide that uh, they don't believe in Santa now because Hogan's been missing for about half an hour. Yeah, after he was literally in the house. Yeah. So they just think, well, if he's not here anymore, he's obviously, we've dreamt all of this. Yeah. It's only now they don't believe in Santa, not the fact that he was six foot six, blonde, mustachioed. Yeah, always took his beard off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's got his face on the cereal. And actually, <laughs> you know, he was a famously rich man. Yeah. Yeah, but only now. Yeah, and only now the bad guys decide to take control of the orphanage. Yes, and Miss Watt blows in their doors. Yeah, I mean, they were probably open, to be fair. <laughs> I don't imagine they'd been locked. Yeah, I, I, I don't really know. I don't know why he'd blow them in. I mean, what if everyone, somebody stood right behind them? Yeah. She's killed somebody. And Taylor says to them, wait until Santa hears about this. He'll kick your butts to New Year's. Oh. Nice one, Taylor. I like this. Also, Lenny's just making himself a sandwich in the kitchen. It's like, you're still here. Why the <laughs> hell are you still here, Lenny? For fuck's sake. And then I thought, well, who I thought? I thought it was John Hurt from Alien, but it isn't. It's fucking... <laughs> it's Ebna. Ebna Frost in full <laughs> spacesuit. Yeah, massive hazmat spacesuit due to him having some sort of, like, germs thing. Yeah, but it's, it's been going said. on all the, yeah, it's been going on all the way through the film. Yeah. It's just not important. Our first order of business is to give the children hard hats and tiny picks as they're going to be mining the crystals. They really are tiny as well, aren't they? Yeah. They're pathetically sized. Yeah. I actually wrote the kids are going to be literally miners. <laughs> yes. I was very pleased with that. I'm very pleased with it as yeah, well. Thank you very much. And Lenny is literally a blutant. <laughs> yes, they say and thank you, Lenny, for getting us here, you blutant. Yeah. And uh, I, also, I also like how, um, in exchange for opening the doors to the vault, he offers the kids Christmas cookies, candy canes, plum pudding, and boiled goose. It's <laughs> <laughs> the very height of luxury. <laughs> yeah. They don't want any of that shit, though, it turns out. Well, no. I mean, they've, they've had jerk chicken. They know the high life. Yeah. And as as you say, yeah, they thank Lenny for opening the doors, and everyone at the orphanage just quickly turns on yeah, him. Yeah, they hate him. They Even hate though him the doors belief. would have been open anyway, he hasn't left them in. They've just blown the fucking doors up. You just saw him. He could have done that anyway. Yeah, they could. Yeah. They, they've walked in at any point that they've wanted to all the way through the film. Yeah, but they they know now that Lenny's a traitor. Even though his heart of gold was deep down in there. Yeah, um, one of the kids even calls him a Benedict Arnold. <laughs> Oh, that's fighting talk. Hey, Blutant. Benedict Blutant. Forget that name down. <laughs> it's in the pitch. Thank you. Sad face Hogan. He's playing with his oatmeal. Um, Lenny somehow knows the, the phone number of Hulk Hogan. I don't know how he would know that, but he rings him up. That's, it's good, actually. It's good he has, because Hulk Hogan is so sad that even when the chef attacks him, he's not bothered. Yeah. He actually says, thanks, Pierre. Yeah, he doesn't even want to beat his staff up. But, he, but he's, not, in, he's not interested in violently abusing his own staff. So he's lost the will to even do that. Yeah, and um, as Lenny's on the phone, he, he says that they're being held hostage. He needs to come down and help them. The doctor takes the phone off him and gives some smack talk to, to Hogan. Oh, but wait to hear what he gives back. Yeah, Hogan responds by threatening to show him his balls. Yeah. He says, remind me to introduce you to my two friends, lefty and righty. Mm-hmm. 
Brutus the Barber Beefcake is inexplicably dressed as Fu Manchu in the I've, background. I've written this. I've put there's a big guy dressed as Fu Manchu. You actually put Fu Manchu. Yeah, and then later on I put, oh shit, it's Brutus again. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> I didn't realise who it was. And I looked it up thinking, he's got to be somebody. Yeah. Actually, it's Brutus that um, takes Lenny, take, just picks him up and throws him through the back doors. Into the trash. Into the trash, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but uh, obviously Hulk Hogan, he's after that phone call where he's threatened him with lefty and righty, his testes, uh, he said, gentlemen, <laughs> we have a mission. And all of his staff look really happy. They all jump in the air. Yeah! yeah. Like they're going suit shopping from Anchorman. <laughs> <laughs> Joint high fives. Yeah. Uh, you'd have thought as well that Lenny, now he's been thrown out, would just go and call the police. Go get go get help. We just fuck off back to the mall. He's, surely he's getting paid for being an elf. Yeah, or maybe he wants his sandwich back because he goes back in the house anyway. He just walks back in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not that good actually. Fucking old Brutus, like you idiot. Yeah, he Hogan mobilizes the troops. Um, I'm pretty sure that's not in their contracts. And Clint Howard, he's back. He's practicing. He's he's talking to speeds to speeders when he pulls them over. He yeah. says. Hey, turkey breath. Nice one, that. You realise how fast you were going? Mm-hmm. And then he sees Santa speed past and shouts, Terrorists! The terrorists! <laughs> yeah, because um, after that initial chase, he's uh, not been looking for the terrorists again. He's just like, oh, well, they've obviously got away. <laughs> yeah. But now he sees them again. It reminds him that maybe there are still terrorists. Maybe there are still terrorists in this world. And maybe Clint Howard is the man to stop them. That's a film pitch too. Uh, Hogan, he's not bothered. He sees Clint Howard. He's not bothered. He gets his chef to pour some olive oil out all over the road. It's Blake's salad dressing. Yeah. It's a gentleman's relish. Yeah, non-dairy. <laughs> as, as he calls it. <laughs> yeah, which oil slicks the road and uh, the cars like career off the road. Yeah, police like, cars notoriously easy to career off the road. <laughs> if there's any sort of dressing on the floor, yeah, <laughs> that's all fucked. it takes. And uh, Clint tells us he was in Desert Storm. Yeah. Imagine Clint As Howard what? in Desert Storm. what? I wrote that down. I was like, what the fuck was he doing in Desert a- Storm? <laughs> <laughs> Serving ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> He's got sand in it. He's like, yeah, we'll have you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No wonder it went on for fucking years. Yeah. Got bloody Clint Howard in charge. <laughs> He's also a heartbreaker and a troublemaker, is what he says. What the fuck's he talking about? I don't know. <laughs> it was just like, just say what you want. Yeah. We'll probably cut it. Yeah. And he just said all that and they left it in. Yeah, actually, this film's running way under the, the runtime. <laughs> uh, sure enough, they surround Hulk Hogan and his vehicle, and uh, one of the cops brings out a fucking bazooka. <laughs> yeah, he's got a bloody grenade launcher, hasn't he? <laughs> the thing is, uh, Clint Howard actually uh, decides to tell, if, tell us all his full name. Mm. For no reason whatsoever, because I don't think it's ever mentioned. I know you mentioned it because you've got his like, cast details yeah. and everything, but he, he says, I'll teach you to mess with Thomas P. Hinckley. Sheriff Thomas and P. Hinckley. And he's like, why have, you, why have you said your full name Yeah, to nobody? Because they can't even hear him. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, yeah, yeah, they get the grenade launcher out, obviously, because uh, that's all above the board and uh, it's by the book. Let, let's just remember that... Uh... They're about to blow up a car full of people with a bazooka because they were speeding. <laughs> Let's remember this. <laughs> because, yeah. And they shot some paintballs at, uh, He's got at the a police. Chef. There's a bloody chef in the car. <laughs> with a big white hat on. <laughs> He's still got his hat. The Muppet chef, yeah. <laughs> There's a chef and a, a butler. Yeah. <laughs> so I better shoot him. 
<laughs> Better blow him up immediately. But Hogan, he decides to play chicken and uh, starts driving straight at them. And, Jerk chicken. Yeah. And uh, he shoots the bazooka and he dodges it expertly. And the rocket flies past and blows up Clint Howard's car. Yeah. Who who's looking at it with big wide open eyes as he sees it coming to- towards him. He stands up and says, which one of you turkeys is responsible for this? That's the second time he's used turkey as an insult. Yeah. Oh, it's Christmas. Mm. Anyway. And uh, there's some comedy passing the bazooka from uh, cup to cup. Yeah. The, trying not to get blamed. <laughs> yeah. The one that looks like um, Rodney from Only Fools and Horses throws it to Eric Estrada. Uh, hilarious scene. I'm glad it's in the film. Yeah. Really, really amusing. Yeah. I'm glad the next bit's in the film. Or the old pizza delivery yeah. slash electrified handle routine. Yeah. Which is useless. What's the point of that? Yeah. What is the point of electrifying the handle? You're just going to kick the door in anyway and knock him out with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Knock, knock. So they arrive. They arrive at the uh, the mission. Um, they park too close to the wall, incidentally, mm. just so I think Hulk Hogan can get out easily. Mm. Everyone else has sort of struggles to get out their side because <laughs> he's parked <laughs> right next to the wall. <laughs> but, they, you know, they think, ah, forget it. They've only got one take. They knock on the door. Henchman looks through the peephole, and uh, the chef <laughs> offers him a huge platter of hors d'oeuvres, like little mini quiche. Oh, I thought it was pizza. <laughs> no, no, it's it's like a proper chef's meal. Yeah. Why the hell would he think? And he opens the door and thinks, oh, yeah, okay. That's the only thing the chef does. He must like, have he's thought, been brought in just, yeah, to... <laughs> just to distract them with tiny entrees. Yeah. But why would this bloke think... Oh, yeah, I bet the boss ordered us some, uh, yeah. <laughs> some some rich cuisine. Yeah, if I know Ebner Frost, he's always about <laughs> feeding little little yeah. volivants to us. Anyway, yeah, it turns out that um, no, it wasn't. No. He, he smacks him, smacks him in the face. I think it's is he the bloke from The Sopranos, the bloke that he uh, fools with the food, James Gandolfini. No, there's, an, there's more than one man in it. Is there? Yeah, there's another guy in it. Oh, Sopranos. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, sure it's, I'm sure he was in The Sopranos at some point. Massive guy. Yeah. But yeah, I'm sure he was. What are they all using as weapons? They look like rulers. Um, I thought they're, they're T-squares. Yeah, T-squares, yeah. T-squares yeah. from old like uh, construction drawings. Yeah, like, exactly. So, yeah, Why yeah, the yeah, fuck yeah, have craft, they all got them? Craft, craft design and technology lessons. Why yeah. have none of them got guns? I don't know. I don't know why they would have had these at all. Why have they got like an abundance of T squares? <laughs> just like, yeah, you all take one of these. Abundance of T squares is one of our albums, wasn't it? <laughs> our Mathcore album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I quite enjoyed that one actually. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was very technical. Yeah, and um, yeah, Elizabeth, she nearly blows the whole thing by waving at him and saying "Hello, Santa" through the through the door. Um, Hogan saves them, of course, knocks out the guy that's looking after them. And he introduces them as Blake. He introduces himself as Blake Thorne. Yeah. Which Elizabeth says, "You're not Santa," and he's like, "Yeah, I just said that." Yeah. But she says, "You're better." Yeah. Which You're even beautiful. better than Santa. Which is beautiful. And I bet Hulk Hogan thinks he is. Yeah, he probably added that line himself. Like Seagal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they pick off each hench- uh, one of the henchmen uh, one after the other including Brutus Beefcake, who literally turns up to rip his shirt off and then just gets knocked out by Hogan instantly. Gets no lines in this one. I've, I've, got, uh, I've got something for you. Mr. Vile. Smelly Telly. Smelly Telly. Uh, he's, he gets uh, his methane gas 
like put into his helmet. Oh, <laughs> they turn it. I'm bloody hostile. <laughs> yeah, they they tape his methane gas thing into his suit, so he he like inhales pure methane gas, which I've not looked up, but probably would kill you yeah. sooner or later. Yeah, so he, he does all that. And then the kids attack him with a fire extinguisher as well. Yeah, don't they? yeah. He he swells up like a balloon. So instead of just like sort of dying because of the gas and he can't breathe, he swells up like a balloon, and uh, then smashes through a window. He just runs through a window, which I actually wrote down looked like it hurt because the middle section of that window does not give way <laughs> until he's properly. It looks like it it stayed there. For the first second of him smashing through it, the glass all went totally. Yeah. But there's a middle section of that window, and I honestly think that probably hurt him. Yeah. <laughs> I hope it did. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. And then they say, "Let's go." And then it's Miss Watt, the electric prostitute, the electric boogaloo. Electric prostitute was another one of our albums. <laughs> <laughs> that was much better received, actually. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. prostitutes of an R. <laughs> yeah, uh, she's taken out by Lenny with a bucket of water. Yeah, yeah, she, she's electrocuted, but she's she's in the church section of this mission. It's, it's a massive place. This is yeah. no wonder they can't live with just three kids. I mean, who's funding them anyway? Well, there's some only the three kids because they're uh, they're getting they're closing down, aren't they? And it's just these. They're three. so good at their job that they keep rehousing children. And then uh, yeah, Lenny <laughs> pours water all over. Um, Whatever her name is, Miss Watt. Yeah, she takes her mask off and everything, her sunglasses, and she's fit. Fair play to her. She is electrifyingly beautiful. Uh, yeah, and she. What if she got electric underwear on? It looks like it because when he pours water all over her, she just her whole body is engulfed in electricity. And Damn right, it is. Just thought she'd be dead, but she isn't. It's, that's fair enough. I suppose you can't have people get killed in these films. That's why they've got um, set squares instead of uh, <laughs> fucking guns, I suppose. Yeah, they, they, they rescue Leslie and Clayton, and, and Clayton drops the bombshell not, that not only did Hogan come from the orphanage, but so did his best friend in this little picture that he has. Yeah. His best friend is Ebner Frost. <gasps> I, I like the fact that when he broke in to save them, uh, they were both just, like, relaxing. Just <laughs> like they were perfectly safe, just relaxing in a room that they probably used to relax in anyway. It's, yeah. their, it's their house, isn't it? And he kicks the door in. I was thinking, what if one of them was just behind that door? Yeah. <laughs> plus, <laughs> plus, like, they only had a day and then legally they bought the orphanage. So why the fuck are they breaking in and doing all this now? I, I don't know. It's Christmas. <laughs> it's Christmas, yeah. isn't it? Uh, Leslie, she flirts with the doctor, the Leslie. good doctor. And the kids help uh, lock him in the freezer like fucking Jack Nicholson from The Shining. Yep, they're willing to kill. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yep. Uh, Hogan heads down to the catacombs to face Ebner Frost. And the last henchman, what's his name, Dr... Flint. Flint, he's drilling the, the vault door open. And he says it, it's open, so they all run in. And as everyone runs in, they push the door into him and it knocks him out mm. multiple times. Hilarious. It's very funny. Lenny comes downstairs and ties the Explorer guy up. And uh, Frost and Hogan, they have a sword fight with the crystals. Even yeah. though dropping them earlier made them explode. Yeah, but they can like really, really swing at each other and block it. Yeah, he does. Um, he, he he does let him know. He calls him Ebby. Yeah, and he's like, oh, no one's called me Ebby since, and then just walks off like Darth Vader. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, he doesn't. He says, Blake, oh, it's you. And then they recognise each other, and he says, you left me here to rot, whilst you went off to become a millionaire making muscle supplements. Anyway. <laughs> 
all this fighting reacts with the crystals and everyone that's come down into the catacombs then ends up having to run out of the place. Yeah, perhaps just realising that there's no reason for them all to be down there anyway. Yeah. There's probably about 300 quid's worth of uh, crystals down there. This guy's <laughs> literally about to kill children for it. He's yeah. apparently a millionaire anyway. It's you know. a massive house. I don't know why he's moaning about Blake going away and making all that money when yeah. he's clearly wealthy. Yeah, he is as well. Yeah, exactly. They've both done well. Yeah, not sure what the point is, what the problem is. Why can't we be friends? <laughs> That's what they should have been doing. Quite right, too. Yeah, they all they all head out of the orphanage as the crystal mine explodes in a ball of electricity. It's a shocking CGI. Shocking. Um, shocking. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, CGI crystal down a hole uh, scene. You know what this ending bit with the exploding crystals well, reminded me of? Uh, yes, I do, actually, because I've written it, and I'm going to tell you before you tell me. Okay. Poltergeist. No. <laughs> <laughs> but you. also, yes. Fuck you, then. <laughs> I was going to say, with the exploding crystals reminded me of... White fire. That bit, yes. The building, the building collapsing yeah, yeah. into itself reminded me of Poltergeist. Yeah, yeah, I get that. White fire, white fire. White fire. Yeah, uh, they watch the orphanage crumble to the ground, and Clint Howard turns up. He does, yeah. In, like, his car is, like... It's like a clown car, but it's, it's like, all burnt out, isn't it? It's yeah. got no shell to it, because because he'd exploded, you see, but he's still driving it, which uh, you'd expect somebody to have arrested him for. Yeah. But then he is the sheriff. Yeah, or getting just someone else's car. What, what little hair he's got is a mess. Yes, sticking out because it's like he's burnt he's got like you know soot soot yeah. on his face and uh, yeah the rest of the cops turn up and they arrest everyone and the TV reporter turns up like they're all there on the scene lickety split immediately like, how, how did Sheriff Clint Howard know that they were all at the orphanage unless Lenny may have phoned them maybe I've been too harsh on Lenny maybe he did make the call Lenny don't do shit <laughs> that's the name of the film pitch <laughs> Um, yeah, the TV reporter turns up and interviews Clint Howard and asks how how did he mastermind saving everybody? To which you know he wants the limelight, you know, so he kind of lets Hogan off. To be honest, even though he's destroyed about four or five cop cars. And do you know what he says? What does he say? Because the, uh, as soon as he starts talking, the reporter walks off and he doesn't get any of the limelight. But I did write down what he said, and uh, what he says doesn't really make sense. I think he was just saying words, knowing she was going to walk off, so he didn't have to finish it. He said, extreme investigative reporting, and she walked off. And I thought, well, no, that's her job. Yeah, that's her, yeah. yeah. That's, that's not what you've done. <laughs> Honestly, he's, he says that. And I thought, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, it's a good job she walked off, because yeah. you're just describing her job. Yeah. Yeah, so there you go. That, that's, that's what Clint Howard said. Anyway, that's how he caught everybody. I mean, like, it's Ebna Frost. Like, and she says, how do you say more from Ebna Frost and his gangs? Like, is he a known villain? Why is he allowed to buy property and orphanages and shit then? Not a clue. We see the doctor. He's getting wheeled out. He's totally frozen. And, yeah, uh, but he's, Hogan, he's, he's, not, he's not dead after all. No, he's just totally frozen. And Hogan says to the delight of everyone. Uh, and me. And me, by the way. Everyone out there. This I, was my favourite line. I laughed like a dick. I guess he'll have time to defrost himself. 
<laughs> Literally everyone, there's police in the background laughing. Oh, defrost himself. Clint Howard is putting de- himself... Defrost de- himself. You, you see, because he's, like, he's frost, defrost, and he's frozen. Defrost. De- oh, works on two levels. De- only two. The the female Chinese reporter is doing a like a old prospector jig at this. Clint Howard's punching himself in the face. He's so delighted. Oh, me too. And Clayton's just shitting all over the road. <laughs> just everyone's just he's dragging his ass across the road like a dog. Yeah, <laughs> everyone's just having a fucking great time. Oh, quite. Lenny right, throws too. himself in front of a car. He's so fucking happy. <laughs> yeah, he's killed. <laughs> he dies happy. Uh, smelly Telly, he's thrown in the back of the police van with the rest of the henchmen. They all complain about the smell. Everyone's holding their noses. Yeah, that filthy stench. The doctor puts himself his face against the glass and he's like, let me out, it smells in here. Oh, honestly. Even children don't find this stuff funny, you know. No. Not a chance <laughs> of finding this amusing. Uh, Leslie congratulates Hogan in destroying the orphanage. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, our home is ruined. <laughs> Which is exactly what Frost wanted to do in the first place. Yeah. Now we kind of know where to live. She asks him, where will they go? What will they do? He says, I couldn't care less. Yeah. High five. I'm a millionaire, you orphanage <laughs> fucks. He says, go piss up a rope. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he says, I know a place that's available. And sure enough, they all go and live with Hulk Hogan yes. at his mansion. And have to take part in hand-to-hand combat with him <laughs> with every morning. To the death. <laughs> the end. <laughs> I'd tell you what, there's a lot more kids than three. Yeah. Suddenly, suddenly, when they get all those facilities, eh, all the kids are killing their parents just yeah. so they can be an orphan. Yeah. Go and live with Hulk Hogan. That's how it happens. Don't trust an orphan. It's worse, worse to live by. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I like how they they just have a little time to um, have a look through the telescope at... Yeah, Frost and his gang all on the yeah yeah the telescope this like this big luxury mansion overlooking a prison prison yeah yeah it's beautiful Frost and the gang they're they're on the chain gang they're breaking rocks like it's the nineteen forties it's a mixed prison obviously because Miss Watt she's there you know I don't think she'd last long to be quite honest <laughs> with you <laughs> in the prison but there she is Hogan got that place so cheap because it's literally <laughs> next door to the prison yeah anyway he says ho 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 takes his hat off and throws it in a hedge. <laughs> he does. And then, and then we, <laughs> That's literally the end and uh, shot. And then, and then we get a close-up of it, and I thought, well, what's happening here? Are we going to get a little bit of magic or something, like a little a little firefly off the hat and, like, man, no, nothing whatsoever. <laughs> it's just, last, a close, it's just the, a hat in a hedge. The last shot is Hogan just throwing <laughs> his hat in a bush. It's just there. It's just in a, yeah. And that's it. We get a close-up of it. The shot as well of him looking through the telescope is like a... It's, it's just them all laughing just maniacally at them just being in prison. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck is that? It's, it's horrible. Like, it's just, yeah, it's a couple getting stabbed in the background. You know, there's a riot. Yeah. You know, these kids are like... <laughs> yeah, they're so happy, yeah. Oh, Lenny's just drowning one in the pool, just laughing his head off. Yeah, he can't, he can't, well, can't believe his luck. Yeah. He's a homeless elf and now he's living... Looking after kids. They look down the telescope. Grandpa Clayton's bent over right in front of it, <laughs> shitting. <laughs> that's what they're all laughing at. Yeah. Well, that's what he does. Anyway, Merry Christmas, you fucks. That's the end of the film. <laughs> yeah, 
I hated this film. Oh my days! I it's... can't. I can't believe this film was made and then made public. <laughs> yeah. You know, you were saying about Jingle All The Way. How does this measure up to that? Nowhere <laughs> near it, man. I mean, that is just brilliant. I really enjoyed Jingle you, uh, All The You cancelled plans for this to be Jingle All The Way this episode, didn't you? Yes. You put a line through it. Jingle All The Way can't be read out like this, no. There's no there's no mocking of Jingle All The Way. Absolutely not. Just the running man. Well, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's fine. There's plenty of films we can do, but no way are we wasting a let's mock a film special <laughs> on a film that's perfectly we, we, fine. We draw the line at Jingle all the way. <laughs> Arnie and Sinbad running through the fucking city. It's a great film. That's why. I'm going to watch it again. I haven't seen it this year, obviously. Christmas yet, is it? I'll watch it at Christmas. You're destroying the magic of this episode, Ken, by saying it's not Christmas Well, yet. it's not. When are we releasing this? I don't know. Probably January, no, not so. <laughs> Finish editing it in March. <laughs> Happy Easter! <laughs> no, we don't know. Jingle All the Way is a, a legitimately enjoyable film. There's lots to enjoy in Jingle All the Way. It's still cheesy. There's nothing. Yeah, it is. Yeah, but it, it's enjoyably bad. Yeah, this is not enjoyable. No. Oh, every character's shit. Hated them all. There's not a single character in this I like. How about Clint. Oh, damn it! You always throw him in there, don't you? Yeah, okay, but he's not in it enough. No, I didn't expect to see him again. To be honest, after the first bit. I'm glad I did, I guess. Yeah. As happy as you can be seeing Clint Howard. <laughs> That's what Ron says. <laughs> Especially at Christmas. <laughs> oh, fuck, not again. Ron, Ron, I brought the ice cream. <laughs> Turkey breath. No, I, I didn't like this film at all. I really no. didn't. I know, I know I say that about other films, but there's a bit of enjoyment in there. I actually really did not like this film. There's a lot of people that love this film. Who? Name them all, <laughs> so it won't take long. There's some YouTube comments about this film, which I've got right here. I'll read a couple out to you, see what you think, see if you think they're wrong. Okay, well, they will be. This is from John Hess. He says, A story as old as time, this is the pinnacle of cinema. <laughs> I'm not sure he's serious, though, <laughs> when he's saying that. Mr. Jommy says, I don't care what anybody says, I love this movie. Well, he's not going to be interested in this, is he? Jack Ripner nice. says, thanks for loading it, Merry Christmas. One of my favourite Christmas movies, I watch it every year. Jesus Christ, he's a masochist. And uh, I'll end it with this one from Prabdial Burhi. This literally saved my life. <laughs> <laughs> okay then ken time for the christmas film pitch what have you got for me okay as you mentioned ho ho hogan yes yeah which obviously i guess that lends itself to hogan being a star right not sure what the film would be about don't care okay but hogan's involved mm -hmm. <laughs> so you know he's in jingle hells yes yeah and I was, was going to go the Dante uh, Seven Levels Levels of Hell on right. that one. It was uh, like an intellectual Christmas horror, <laughs> <laughs> always popular. <laughs> <laughs> I thought so. You know, based on uh, Dante's Hell. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Krampus in Pampus. <laughs> what the fuck's that? <laughs> baby Krampus. <laughs> when he was a baby, it's a prequel. <laughs> it's when he was a kid. <laughs> I don't know if Pampus is a uh, diaper or nappy firm across the pond. 
whether Americans would get the pampers. Diapers. Crampus in diapers. Instead of deck the halls, I've got uh, dick the whores. <laughs> it's an adult film. Yes. <laughs> it's That's um, one of yours, isn't it? Yeah. What yeah. about instead of Christmas tree, Christmas spree? Fucking hell. Why am I doing this? If you're just throwing that one out, yeah, I'm writing that down. Steezy, who did the previous last year's Nicolas Cage one, came at me with a half-baked Nicolas Cage one for this year called called Snow Way Out. Jesus Christ, this is far better than mine. Why are you waiting till now? Better than Dick the Horse, are you sure? (laughs) I'd watch Dick the Horse. I'd be in it. Should we should we go with Snow Way Out? Nick Cage. We'll bring Nick Cage back for the well, second year running. It was uh, Tree Wind, wasn't it last Tree year? Wind, now Tree it's Wind. Snow yeah. Way Out. Okay. Well, hang on. I haven't, I haven't really finished. I've only got one more. Oh, go on. <laughs> oh, I don't uh, know. I'm, I've lost confidence after Dick the Horse, to be honest. But okay. Christmas. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> no. Oh, forget it. I don't. I, don't, I can't even what? be asked. You got to say it. Chris Nosferatu. <laughs> I don't actually mind that. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of like that. His name's Chris. <laughs> <laughs> and he's also Nos- Nosferatu. Yeah. Going, yeah, Chris. You have to say it quick, oh, quite quickly. Yeah. So it, it sounds like Christmas. Yeah. But it's Chris Nosferatu. Or Chris Christmas Ferratu. Christmas Ferratu. I don't you, like that. And it's just like a... Ooh. I don't know now, Snow Way or Chris Nosferatu. Oh, I, d- I didn't know you'd like that one. I kind of like the thought of a vampire Christmas film. Well, I don't know if they've done one. I don't know. Well, I guess we'll end it there then. Yeah, <laughs> see you later everybody. <laughs> Which one do you want to go with? Which one do you think has more scope? Well, I mean, obviously, Christmas Nosferatu, you're, you're limited to a vampire. Yeah. Snow Way Out it could be anything. Yeah. Are you bringing Nicolas Cage in regardless? I think so. So he could play a vampire again. Christmas Ferrato. Yeah. yeah. Could be him. Not the same character. Yeah. Who's called Nick Bage, I believe. In the last yeah. one, yes. <laughs> so Christmas Ferrato. Yeah. Right. What the but, fuck's it about then? I haven't got anything. I told right. you. I've got nothing. Okay, so. It's a festive vampire. I like it, yeah. Is he dressed as Santa? Yes. <laughs> he needs blood of naughty children. Like it to to survive. I like it. Typical Ken pulling stuff out of his asshole <laughs> when he needs to. Sometimes when it's not required, and sometimes when it is, and now it is. Yeah, it's a vampire who feeds on naughty children at Christmas time. This it, is it's amazing. A, it's, it's a bit of a Krampus uh, style thing, isn't it? Yeah, but it's fucking Nick Cage. He's gonna love this idea. He'll when fucking we, when do we give this. this to him. I think he'd do this, dressed as Santa, but with big fucking teeth. <laughs> I'm thinking he looks a bit like Nosferatu himself, you know, the bald head. Bat He's got a ears. bald head. Nosferatu. <laughs> Nicholas Cage. Yeah, but in this he has. He's got a bald head and a very tiny Santa hat. <laughs> just balanced on top. Just balanced, yeah. yeah just like the little glue stick. Yeah, <laughs> yes, exactly. And yeah, children being killed, and there's only two men that can solve it. <laughs> <laughs> Who on earth are they? They are Fine and Dandy. Oh yes, Johnny Did... Fine. Who was the other one? What was your name? <laughs> the fucking other one? I don't know. 
Hugh, Hugh, Huey. Huey Dandy. Huey Dandy, yes. Johnny Fine and Huey Dandy are the only people that can solve this. We're in. Obviously, Police Chief Carl Weathers is the boss. And he gives us the uh, the assignment. Who's killing these kids after dwarf Michael Myers? You're the only <laughs> two that have got the credentials to deal with this. Well, we did we did solve that. Yeah, it was actually dwarf Michael Myers, <laughs> as it turns out. <laughs> Yeah, spoiler alert. So I'm thinking the opening scene is uh, parents, two two kids, they're, they're uh, walking along the Christmas fair and they see a, a Santa's grotto. They say, oh yeah, you kids go is in. It, uh, it's, it's off the beaten path. Yeah, it's just down the... Of course, yeah. of course it is. Yeah, it can't there's be like an elf. At, there's an elf at the front that says, oh, do you want a, a Santa's grotto thing? It's, it's free. It's Warwick Davis. Yes. Dressed as, as a leprechaun. Yes. But with an elf hat. Yes. Thanks. You see the hat? <laughs> you see me shoes? I'm an elf. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, what? Forget it. Yeah, and he says, you know, it's free. And you kids get a present at the end. Immortality. Well, or, he doesn't tell them that. Or death. And, uh, I know you wouldn't, would you? No. That's not a selling point, is it? Well, mind you, immortality. No, kids. You're immortal as a kid. As a child, yeah. That'd be shit. Clue, would you? No. What the bloody hell to do? So, yeah, the the parents, you know, because they're pieces of shit, they say, oh, yeah, let's let's take them down here and let's put them into the grotto. And it's almost like a like they say, oh, the kids just need to go in and you need to stay outside. Mm, nice. And it's like a sort of, like, demonic sort of funhouse kind of thing where they're going through. So the kids are shit, yeah? Because, obviously, you only... Feeds on naughty yeah. kids. Yeah. So they're like bastards. Yeah. The kids. Yeah. All right, okay, good. They're like, um, you know, popping balloons and stealing. Uh, like they're bullies. Yeah, they're, they're yeah. pushing kids in the in the dirt. In the, yeah, in the pond. And the parents are like, let's just take them to this and get them out the fucking way. We can go and drink. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. Classic parents. Christmas parents. Yeah, I'm in. Yeah, so they go they go down and then uh, they get into the main entrance. There's a few jump scares and stuff because it's spooky Christmas, isn't it? And uh, they see <laughs> it's what Christmas is famous for, isn't it? <laughs> and they see they see Santa, you know, in shadow, sitting on his throne, not the toilet. I mean, an actual throne. <laughs> and then you know, jump scare where he just attacks them and kills them both. And what that's that's a, what, the, a, what an opening. That's the start to the film. Um, do we get the blood titles? Mm-hmm. The blood splatter onto the screen. That's Christmas the title. Christmas Ferratu, was it? Christmas Ferratu, yeah. Christmas Ferratu. Yeah. Yeah, and that gets... How are, are we spelling it? Because it's annoying I think me. it's Christmas Ferratu. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Hyphenated. Christmas, no. then Ferratu. Ferratu on its own doesn't make any sense. No, just as one word. Christmas Ferratu. The whole thing? Mm-hmm. Bloody hell. Okay. I've written it down. Um, doesn't matter who plays the kids, doesn't matter who plays the parents. They're, no. They're not in it again. Sorted. Right. Where do we go from there? One year later? I think... Uh, three, Two days? Four hours? I think it just cuts to the police station and Fine and Dandy walking in. What, so, so what same day? No. You're not uh, going to caption of time lapse? No, I think it's just a path. It's the next day. That that takes place at night time. Yeah. And you see it's daytime. And when, it's, is, when is this? Have we got a date to uh, tell us when the first is killing is? the 23rd. Of December. Nice. Okay. Right. So twenty third. And um, I like yeah. I like a caption that tells me when it is. And you see Johnny Fine, Huey Dandy, Dominic Lawton, Kenby Wild. They're walking in. Kenby Wild's wearing a Santa hat because it's Christmas. Um, can, can we walk in in slow motion? You can. I won't. 
<laughs> That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I've got a Santa hat on and sunglasses. Yeah, over your detective's hat. Yeah. My sunglasses over my detective's hat. We've been promoted after the Michael Myers case. We're now detectives, not just policemen. I didn't on know the we beat. just were. Were we beat cops? I think so, yeah. Were we? Wow, we've done well then. It's nice of Captain Carl Weathers to uh, promote to, us. To award us that. Yeah. And um, we get told about the case and said that we've got we've got to solve it. You know, do it do um, is it a missing persons case? Yes. Yes. So it's not a confirmed homicide. No. Right. We gotcha. haven't. Gotcha. None of the kids have been found, but we have. We've got five missing children. Shit. In this in the in the city that we're in, which is I guess Haddonfield, because that's where we were before. <laughs> no, 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 no. We've all transferred. We've all transferred, including the police chief Carl. We've Weathers. transferred to um, Shitsville, Quantico, <laughs> Quantico, <laughs> Quantico, Massachusetts. Yeah, and he says you need to get me results by the end by before Christmas Day. Also, help me, God, I'll rape you both. That's what Carl Weathers says. <laughs> He's harsh but fair. That's, <laughs> That's how he got to the job yeah. as captain. Yeah, and I think basically we speak to all the parents and uh, they all mention the same thing, which is that they, the last time they saw the kids... Carl Weathers going to rape us? No, because we get results. But there is always that, that threat of rape. <laughs> That's the threat he uses. Yeah, well, you know, there needs to be some sort of jeopardy <laughs> to keep the, the audience involved, isn't there? Carl Weathers rape. Yeah, exactly. Bloody hell. He is harsh, isn't he, as a captain? But fair, yeah. I guess. And, uh, you know, the parents get... Uh, what do they know, all mention? The they, grotto. Yeah, they all mention the grotto, and then that's the last time. Oh, maybe, maybe is that too fucking simple, though? <laughs> like, oh, okay, we'll go right, there. We'll then. go there, then. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah. They all disappeared at this um, this Christmas fair, and, uh, you know, like the, the sort of German market that happens in Birmingham, that sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> You know, tiny, tiny Santas running around and stuff. Yeah, bands on stage singing German shit, everyone yeah. pretending they like it. And we're going through the, the crowds, you know, seeing what we can see, seeing what's going on. Any suspicious activity, and we see a, an elf played by Warwick Davis, mm-hmm. which immediately rouses your suspicion, because it you've does. always been suspicious of him. Yeah, always aroused by him. And I think we'll we'll get a chase scene through the... Uh, I'm chasing Warwick Davis? Yeah. Chasing through the crowds. Okay. Yeah. Do I catch him? No. No. <laughs> he runs into the grotto. We ring the police and say, this is where it is. It's the grotto. Don't you see? <laughs> Hello, this is where it is. <laughs> Carl Weathers, this is where it's all happening. It's something to do with this grotto. He says, get people um, surrounding the grotto. Don't go in. Just wait for my command. Wait for backup. Yeah, we don't. Wait for backup. We and go of course straight we in. Don't we? Ain't waiting for backup. Mm-hmm. God damn it! If we don't get this result, we're getting raped. We ain't got time for backup. We're going straight in, and as we go in, we go through the fun house, and uh, what we find out is that we start Pat, Pat Sharp. He's in there. <laughs> yeah. Noel Edmonds. <laughs> um, it's totally wacky in there. <laughs> as we're going through, we realise that the kids are now vampires, and they're attacking us. So the kids are still in there? Yeah. Are they? Are they working? No. What are they doing? Just hanging about. Just, just having a fag. <laughs> yeah. Smoking. Yeah. And they start attacking us. Obviously, uh, Dandy, because he's you know he's he's wearing a Santa hat, mm-hmm. shoots them. Shoots three kids. Yeah. Shoots five kids. Yeah. And then we see Nick Beige, or Nick Cage's character, Chris Ferratu. Yeah. He stands up. From his throne. How big is he? Sorry? 
I just thought he'd be really big. What do you mean? Uh, eight foot. Oh, his height. Yeah. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking to his engorged member. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what you're thinking. <laughs> yeah, we we see um we see Nick Beige in the background. We get into the big the main bit, and we ki- you you kill all the kids obviously because it's you. And um, Nick Beige stands up behind us. You know the classic out of focus stand up. Oh shit! All in shadow, and we look behind. Yeah. And then he raises his hands up, and all of the five children slowly stand up as well. Oh, man, I just killed them. Yeah. Oh. And then we we run away. Because obviously we're like, shit. And uh, Nick Beige escapes. Carl Weathers arrives and uh, we end up escaping out of the funhouse. Say it's vampires. Or they you know, they came back to life after Ken shot all of the children. <laughs> and Carl <laughs> Weathers doesn't take that very well, Ken. I don't know if you, you realise, but what? he doesn't like children being shot. And he says, give me your gun, your badge, and your Santa hat and looks and, at you. And your motorcycle. <laughs> yeah. And he suspends us. Both of us. You got suspended as well. Just I was for in being there with there. you. Yeah, yeah. Jesus. He make, takes your fucking Santa hat as well. Oh man, it's worse than me gunning me badge. And then, uh, and then you see us walking through the streets, or you see you walking through the streets first, and it's like, one is the loneliest <laughs> number. Yeah. And it's like two can be, and then I join. So in. you you join yeah. me, and, and we're just walking crossing. Then maybe we go to the diner for some pie. We could do. Yeah. That would cheer us up. And then we decide, you say, I've been researching this. This is like a couple of days later. <laughs> it's not, it's the same night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've researched yeah. it since I left. <laughs> Says, I think these are Christmas Faratu. <laughs> he said, it's the oldest vampire lore in the book. Yeah. It's a Christmas creature. Maybe that should have been the name of the film. But anyway. That's stupid. Um, no one's interested in that. <laughs> yeah. He said, these are vampires, we need to go out there and we need to uh, bring them down. Kill it. I said, what about Carl Weathers? Maybe, what if he rapes us? And you says, I'd like to see him try. <laughs> <laughs> and that's real. Carl Weathers leads a task force mm. into the grotto, gets a lot of men killed. Oh man, why is he doing that without us? Yeah, and he realises that he needs us. So he's sitting there in his office. And as we're planning the attack, you, you're fashioning steaks out of table legs, a lot of pubs in the town, just wonky wonky tables now. Wooden steaks, yeah. yeah. I'm, not, I'm not cooking. No, no. no. <laughs> the steaks are high. He's doing a grill. <laughs> yeah. And he calls us back in. And uh, we get up to the top floor of the office, you know, the big yeah. uh, office block. And he's just sitting there. And he's, he tells he's, us to get out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> get out of here. He's got his glass and he's just, he's just staring out there. The window at the at the city, and he come. He tells us, "Well, we come and we we sit down, and uh, yeah, we get back, and he he's realised that he's made the wrong decision. Gives us our badges back. He says to us, now go and solve this case, or I'll rape you.'" <laughs> he's consistent, isn't he? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the chief, if nothing else, yeah. And uh, and so we we head off. We head off to confront the grotto. The grotto is moved now, so we're shit out of luck. <laughs> oh, well, well, oh well, and we get raped. <laughs> the end. <laughs> well, that was a quick ending, wasn't it? <laughs> built built up that's, to nothing. That's what you said. <laughs> <laughs>
Now, what happens is it's, it's, it, we're at Christmas Eve now, and uh, obviously he's going to be visiting. This is like the next day then. So yeah, that has yeah. all been in one day. This is all well. It's superb. Christ- no, no, I like it all yeah. being in one day. Cri- yeah. yeah, Christmas Eve night. Christmas this Eve is. now, and then uh, because you do all the research, because you're a dandy, I'm just Thank fine. You. you ain't got time for that stuff. You realise that uh, now he's going into people's homes and he's he's uh, killing kids. So he's not even using the grotto anymore. No. He must feed more. Yeah. <sighs> Christmas night when everyone, all the kids are in bed waiting for Santa, he's killing them in their in their beds as they sleep, turning them into vampires. God, that's, that's not a Christmas spirit. No. And uh, I don't know where the fuck we go from there. I mean, do we stake out a place waiting for him? Or do we, do we try and... What, find... is this going to every kid's house? Well, naughty kid's house. We need to know a fucking naughty kid. Then we go to... The UV. We go to Juvenile Detention Centre. Oh, nice. That's where he's going. Yeah. He's going there. He's going to get the biggest hit he can. Exactly. Because it's all in one go, isn't it? Yeah, we go to the Haddonfield Juvenile Detention Centre. Exactly. Um, Michael Myers, he's in there. Yeah. (laughs) He's only 10. Yeah. Well, he's small, so they just assumed he was a child. (laughs) (laughs) We've locked him up in a previous film. And uh, Dr. Loomis, (laughs) he's there running the place. (laughs) While the master's away. (laughs) <laughs> yes. uh, we're, yeah, we're patrolling the halls, waiting for him. Or maybe we just patrol the chimney, which is... You can't patrol a chimney, can you? <laughs> <laughs> you can look at one. <laughs> maybe we can just look at a chimney. <laughs> just look at one. Yeah, both of us. So, yeah, the, the we rest... We take it in turns. The final... Yeah, no point both of us looking at it. Yeah, the final battle's almost like... Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street 3 takes place in some like a ward basically it's good though I, mean, I like it's a it it's good film so yeah yeah I don't think we can have Loomis no not Loomis no I he... don't think we can have Michael Myers to be honest I think no. we have to, the studios would tear us apart yeah it's just the juvenile hall detention centre thing you got some like kid actors playing like kids nice it's <laughs> yeah. good casting you know some kids <laughs> that we get to know a little bit I guess I don't know do we need to have they got quirks? Uh, probably. Yeah. Fucking kids, aren't they? Uh, okay, one of them's like a fire bug. He's yeah. in there. One of them's disabled. Yeah, would he just be in there with them? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> would, yeah. Yeah. Would he? Would it? Okay, yeah, he's then. a real bastard. Yeah, okay. Is he in a wheelchair? No. Okay. What is he? How is he disabled? He can't move. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's not in a wheelchair. <laughs> no. He's <laughs> just on the floor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, he's in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah firebug's a good one. <laughs> and the, the corpse? And, and the disabled child on the floor, yeah. <laughs> I bet he's cold, isn't he? It's Christmas. You've got like a thief, like a pickpocket. Yeah, got him. You've got like um, a burglar. But oh, that's different. He can like pick like pick locks and shit. Okay. I think there'll be one point where they're getting chased by Nick Cage, and he's got to pick a lock while he's advancing on them down I've the put, corridor. I've put lock picker. Yeah, he's got to pick the lock while they're all trying to get out of this one. What about bit. Um, ninja? No. Oh, you have kid ninjas, I suppose. Well, unless it's a th- three ninjas. What are they called? That's a Hulk Hogan film. <laughs> Is it the Three Ninjas? Yeah, yeah. Um, Assault on Devil's Island. Yeah, there's like a you know a guy patrolling the the rooms, make sure everyone's okay. He gets killed by Nick Cage. Is it a cameo? Yes. 
what the eighties band cameo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he gets attacked. Word up. There's like a couple of like uh, security guards patrolling. They get attacked by the vampire kids. Get swarmed inside their little hut. Okay, they've brought them. Yeah. Okay, so the kids are there as well. Yeah. Basically, when they start to get in, like um, the the security guards. You know, they're sitting in the security station and they see it here and knock at their door and they look out and they can't see anyone on the the monitors. So yeah, like, oh, you're no. claiming vampires, yeah. or you claim it's because they're kids and you can't see them because it's vampires. All oh, right. And then they get another knock and they're like, hmm. And they open it and then they actually get swarmed. And as they get swarmed, you just see Nick Cage. Swarmed? There's only five kids. Like, yeah, there's only half a security guard. <laughs> Which half? <laughs> the bottom half. <laughs> the dad from Cow and Chicken. <laughs> no, it's... He's uh, quite ineffectual as a security guard, isn't there, it? There is three security guards, but it's five vampires. And it's fucked. <laughs> They're only little. Exactly. Just all crawling in. You see them all crawling up the walls and, and stuff. Okay. But no, he's, 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 he's had more kids since then. He's killed more kids since then. Oh, right, so okay. there's probably like six of them. Oh, bloody hell, <laughs> no, no. There's probably like ten of them now. Ten of them. And as they've done that, you just see Nick Cage just floating down the hall. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a great scene. Yeah, it would be, wouldn't yeah. it? Has he got his arms out? Yeah, yeah. like beckoning <laughs> towards the camera as he's going. Yeah, I'm, I'm interested in the music that we'd have for that. <laughs> <laughs> That's the exact music I was, I was hoping for. <laughs> Me and you, meanwhile, are like playing um, yeah, Shag like, Mario. <laughs> Shag Mario Void. It's like, what's that fucking opera noise? Who's <laughs> <laughs> singing opera out there? <laughs> it's Warwick Davis behind him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, maybe we better fucking patrol the place. We're just sitting at the chimney. <laughs> It might be a bit too literal. Taking it in turns to look at it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we have a look out. We notice the security. There's blood on the floor. There's blood up the walls. Blood on the lamps. <laughs> Not blood on the lamps. <laughs> yeah. I'm writing that down for a future pitch. <laughs> and then we realise that they're in. The vampires are in. Then there's, you know, there's scenes of us killing vampires and vampire children. Can we have a strobe effect for the, a bit of this? When? When, like, like when, when there's like a, a us in a montage of killing yeah. vampires, the kids like swarm in. There's yeah. only 10 of them. We've got like some sort of effect. Yeah. Otherwise, they would all be dead. Yeah, there is one of them like where the, the corridors, like the lights start going out. And as they go That's out I mean, towards yeah. us, yeah. you see the, the vampires yeah, like I, I want, all uh, around the corridor, like yeah. even on the walls and stuff, running towards us. Like aliens. Yes. Yes. And then we've, we've got to sort of try and. Like, just walk off and shut the door. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, we, <laughs> just like, Fuck it well, you do it in slow motion while I run. Damn right I do. <laughs> Everything you I'm do is in slow on, motion. I can't even see the strobe. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we get to the dormitories where the kids are. Shut the door and we're like, right, we're going to level with the kids. You're probably all going to have to die so me and Ken can live. Because <laughs> now it's, it's got to the point now where we can't help you. Well, at least, at least we're like, honest, yeah. aren't we? And I say, there's scenes of like the kids escaping and lockpicking, Nick Cage fucking floating towards him. Oh, you know, that sort of stuff. <laughs> Could he be making the noise as well? I think so. Yeah, I'd I like think to, he'd like to, Nick Cage. I'd like to see him do that. Yeah. yeah. I'd like him to do his own music. <laughs> and they end up, they end up, you know, you see little sort of scrapes with the kids and they're going through like the air vent with kids after them, you know, like close, you know, that sort of shit. And uh, we end up, you know, killing a few kids, and it ends up that we uh, 
we confront Nick Cage and Warwick Davis ourselves. Mm. We do the Shakmar routine with the mirror and the yeah, it works. <laughs> Warwick Davis yeah, like he, jumps he just towards. Ru- he just runs straight at the mirror. Yeah, runs towards you and yeah. uh, it smashes because you're just in the corner. <laughs> in the corner, <laughs> and uh, he smashes through the mirror straight into the fire. Just burns to death, Warwick Davis. <laughs> we put a mirror in front of a fire. Yeah, we yeah, did. Yeah, that's clever. What did they do with Shackmar? That was a um, the furnace, wasn't it? They did yeah. with Shackmar. Well, he's a he's an ape. Yeah, a so. wild ape. <laughs> he's just a baboon. Yeah, maybe they would do that with Warwick Davis then. Yeah, down into the basement, into the furnace. Yeah, burn him alive, and then it's this. It leaves just you and uh, Nick Cage. Just me. Where have you gone? I'm attacking Warwick Davis. He's like he just said he's burnt alive. What yeah, are you, what I've are you got doing? to settle just watching him. What you, mirrors don't grow on trees, Ken. I've got to go buy a mirror, bring it back. What the fuck else do you want me to do? Was this all the same time? I thought he was gone, and then then we sh- do something. There'll be shots of me just driving to the shop and and waiting in the queue with a massive mirror. And then you get back, you have a look, you think, oh, it's cracked. You take, yeah, it, you take it back, you get the receipt. I don't you, know if it ex- suits the room, to be yeah. honest. I don't know if you're going to believe that someone's going to have this mirror in here. <laughs> you go and exchange it. Yeah. Meanwhile, Ken, Ken's one-on-one with Nick Beige. Yeah, just punching Dandy. Nick Cage in the face. Not really, he absolutely beats the shit out of you. Oh. But you do keep your Santa hat on, though, if that helps. Well, it does help. Yeah. It's Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Of course it does. How do we defeat Nick Cage? Maybe the power of love? Maybe Carl Weathers' is love for us? <laughs> he comes and makes love to us. <laughs> no, no. Not yet, we've still got time. And Christmas Ferrati's just like, oh, God. <laughs> and he's That's just, more horrifying yeah, than anything like, I could have done. Geez, I'm not enjoying that. And leaves. You uh, you know, you got a bit of holy water that you keep around your neck in a big tankard. <laughs> it's like... a massive hip flask <laughs> yeah. full of it. Yeah, you got a hip flask that you got with holy water that you got blessed from your local church. And uh, Why? He, he grabs your back. Just, you know, for, you fucking, you're up to date with all this vampire shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, because it's been a day since it stuff happened. So yeah. I've got we all know sort, the vampire. I've gone and sorted all this out. And he, he lifts you up and he's about to kill you and then you you empty your, your holy water all over <laughs> I empty, him I empty it all over him Just yeah piss water all over him yeah he you know goes backwards he advances again and uh, he gets shot a few times to the ground Carl Weathers oh yes he's come for backup along with the rest of the police the police are swarming the place a lot of them are getting killed by the vampire kids. Some That's of, fine, though. Some of the other kids have been turned, by the way, so you've probably got 20, 30 vampire well, kids that now. That's pretty good. That's a pretty good scene. I can picture that one. Yeah, the yeah, the kid, the yeah. SWAT team turning up. You know, yeah. Well, not SWAT, but you know, the local police force that have been kitted up. Yeah, I like riot, it. Riot gear get attacked by 30 vampire kids. I think that'd be a pretty cool scene. Strobe lights, a bit of that shit going yeah, down. Yeah, that's what I mean. I think we need strobe lights because, yeah. you know, they're just there, just like waving the guns around, not really seeing what's happening. And then what you get is you get SWAT vampires then. Oh, shit. They <laughs> turn the bloody SWAT team. Yeah. Fuck. Me, you and Carl Weathers against a SWAT team of vampires and children and Nick Cage. <sighs> it doesn't look good for us, no. to be quite honest with you. And like, there's about four kids that we got to know that are also along with us. So you know, that well, are bit... they they're in the detention centre though. Yeah, like the lock picker and the disabled kid. Oh right, yeah. Like you're carrying the disabled kid. <laughs> say, how's he getting about? <laughs> you're carrying him. Oh yeah, firebug and pickpocket. Those <laughs> those were the other two. Yeah. Yeah. And locksmith, don't forget him. Yeah, no, we've got the locksmith. He looks there. like uh, Geppetto from Pinocchio. <laughs> As a kid? Yes. Yeah, okay. <laughs> With an apron on and a moustache. 
And so, uh, yeah, he, he shoots. He shoots. Um, who does? Who's shooting who? Carl Weathers shoots yep. Nick Cage to the ground to, yep. to help you up. We all escape, and you just got loads of fucking vampires and shit after us in that place. To the roof we go. Okay. I think it should end without us escaping. Really? Yeah. I was going to trap them all uh, on the roof. And then what? I was going to trap them on the roof. We are going to trap them on the roof, and it's like we're pretty much going to be killed here, and then the sun starts rising. Christmas sun. Yes, Christmas, Christmas sun. Yeah. I don't know. I like the idea of us just fading to black before we escape. What, like... Um, like we're, we're, we're boxed Return in. Return of the Living Dead. Yeah, we're boxed in. They're coming at us. And then what, is there a sequel, or is that just the end? Of course end? there is. Yeah. The bloody sequel next Christmas. We'll talk right. about it then. <laughs> okay, then. <laughs> if either of us are still alive yeah. in real life, we'll talk about this this sequel, Christmas for R2-2. Yeah, I think we, we uh, barricade ourselves up on, onto the roof or whatever, and then uh, Nick Beige stops all of the vampires from going up to uh, to kill us and says, we haven't got much time left. It's still Christmas Eve night, and we've got a whole town to uh, feast on. And then you, the last shot is us... Um, beaten just cowering me you and and carl weathers has got both of us in his arms and uh you see the vampires are we off the ground in his arms he's he's carrying us uh you are yes and uh we see the vampires in a in a massive line just heading towards the town and that's the end of the first film that's that's quite an emotional ending isn't it and then carl weathers rapes us That's a post credit scene. <laughs> <laughs> well, I told you. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, how, how are we going to save the day? Um, how do they move on in, in a working relationship with Carl Weathers after what's happened? <laughs> well, in fairness, he laid out his expectations and he laid out the uh, repercussions of <laughs> yeah. failing yeah. to meet those expectations. Yeah. So he's... He's he's by the book, <laughs> apart from the actual threat of rape in the first place, <laughs> which I'm pretty sure is not by the book. <laughs> but, you know, he's stuck to it. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> which is where we pick up the sequel. <laughs> and with that, we'll bring this episode of the podcast to a close. There's nothing better than ending a Christmas special with a with a rape. <laughs> uh, thank you, as always, to my co-host, Kenby Wild. Oh, thank you. What did you think of this week's episode? <laughs> what did you think of this week's film, Santa with Muscles? Is it a yearly watch for you? Do you get the family round? Stick all Kogan on, have some festive cheer, maybe some mauled wine, maybe some bollock boosters or whatever the hell it was that they had. Boner boosters. That's the one. Where does it rank among Hogan's films? Is it better than Jingle All The Way? No. Is no. it better than The Ultimate Weapon, then? No. No. Well, if you think it is, let us know. The email address, badmoviecultatgmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Instagram. If you want to discuss this week's episode with other cult members, you can. You just need to search us, Bad Movie Cult. The discussion group is on Facebook. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can simply leave us an Apple Podcast rating or review. It's a massive help, gets us found by new listeners. And you can find all previous episodes as well as written reviews of films not covered on the podcast on our website, www.badmoviecult.com. Ken recently posted one. What was that one that you posted? What was the the film? Oh, I can't remember. Join us again in... (laughs) 
<laughs> Join us again in two weeks' time when we will be back with another movie review deep dive. I don't know and... when we're releasing this, do I? <laughs> we'll be back with another movie review deep dive and film pitch right here on the very organised, very professional <laughs> Bad Movie Cult podcast. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry bloody Christmas. Dominic Lawton can be wild. Welcome to the Bad Movie Cult. Carl Weathers is going to rape us.